Perry fields it at the 34. 35, 40, it's a block, 45, midfielding down the through. Oh, he's got an open, 30, a 20, a 10, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Don't flag it on the field, and Perry brings it all the way. The crowd is filling in. The cheerleaders are stretching. The band is tuning up, and the popcorn is popping. In the locker rooms, the coaches and players are preparing for the task at hand. Emotions are reaching a fever pitch as one team will celebrate the thrill of victory, while the other will feel the painful sting of defeat. Sportsnet Michigan and Z92.5 are proud to present the Castle Game of the Week. Kickoff is right around the corner, so let's go to the press box. Here's the Z92.5 sports guy, Ted Fattel. Hello again, everyone. You are listening in live tonight from historic Wilman Field in Owasso, Michigan, as the Trojans will take on the Corona Cavaliers in a Shiawassee County backyard brawl. We're coming to you coast to coast, live on Z92.5, Z92.5.com, TuneIn Radio, and Three Point Podcast. You can follow us at Three Point Pod right here on the Sportsnet Michigan Radio Network. The opening kickoff and start of tonight's game is right around the corner, but first, Take a close listen to Bart Matthews and our starting lineup of Z92.5 team members. Well, thank you very much, Ted, and big thanks going out to our sponsors tonight. Alderman's and Lennon, Allaby and Brubaker Insurance, Appleby Oil and Propane, Beck's Trailer Superstore and Service Center, Karen Assist, Corona Public Schools, CLH Insurance, Easy Asphalt, Fast Eddies, Ferrell's Tree Trimming and Removal. Gilbert's Hardware and Appliance, Graham's Accounting, Griffin Insurance Agency, Hub Tire Center, Jacobs Insurance, KP Auto Body, Mars Furniture and Mattress, Memorial Healthcare, Oaks Fisher Insurance, PFCU, Riverbend Bowl, Schluck Beer Hood Wealth Management Group of Wells Fargo Advisors, the Shiawassee Regional Chamber of Commerce, Signature Ford, Sports Scene, Sportsnet Michigan, Waz Culligan, Young Buick GMC, and Young Chevrolet Cadillac. A lot of people stepping on board tonight, Ted. Wow. Yeah, tremendous sponsorship. I mean, they know that, you know, the game in Shiawassee County year in and year out is this matchup between Owasso and Corona. This is the 19th meeting between these two schools. And, Bart, we remember the very first one, 1997, over at Nickanese Field. It was Owasso in a miracle finish. Two Jared Dome to Troy Smith passes in the final minute for touchdowns. The last score came after the first onside kick was redone after the Cavaliers were offsides. Many, many fans left that game with about 90 seconds to go with Corona up by 10. And a shocker, 30-27 to 27 to start off this series. I know, I, I believe you were working at the board at the time, right? 22 years ago, 8 years old, and I'm working <laughs> 6 to midnight at the radio station. Wow, yeah. Yeah, quite a memory. And, uh, you know, we've been there for all 18. This is the 19th. Corona holds a 10-8 series advantage. And there have been some classic matchups. There have been a, a few blowouts, but not too many. And it all started with that 97 classic thriller yeah. that really, probably, I think, maybe the greatest regular season game I've been a part of. You know, we've had a chance to do now 19 state championships here on the castle, but that one itself really stands out amongst all of them. Oh, absolutely. You know, and, and the great history of this rivalry, especially uh, for us as broadcasters, we have so many blowout games. I mean, this game is always tight. Absolutely. You know, and both teams coming in again with 
Similar records. Similar records. Uh, both of them having a uh, common opponent that they've had a victory over. Yeah, and the score in that game, very similar. They both uh, defeated Clio. Uh, Owasso down Clio last week. <laughs> Just an absolute thriller. The Trojans got their first win on the season on Noah Jaffrey's 25-yard game-winning field goal with just six seconds left to go in that one. The brothers Blaha combined for five touchdowns. Colton had 100 yards and three TDs, and Hunter finished 5-9 of nine passing. They went to the air a little bit more normal, 120 yards and two touchdown passes. Noah Kreitz ran for 115 yards and led the defense with, a, with 15 tackles. Corona, on the other hand, the previous week down Clio, 49 to 28 for their lone win of the season. So, as they say, something's got to give here. Now, last week, Corona took on first place Ortonville Brandon, and uh, Brandon, I believe, put 70 on the board against yeah. Owasso uh, a few weeks back. Uh, they put 52 on the board against Corona. They downed the Cavaliers 52 to 21. Blackhawk quarterback Micah Miller lit up the Cavs, going 12 of 13 in the air for 172 yards and four touchdowns. Cavaliers were led by Nick Yarmuth, who finished with 100 yards and a touchdown. Porter Zeman led the D with 12 tackles, and Nick Steinecker had 10 stops and also had a 38-yard TD catch on offense. Safety Hunter McCorkle had an interception on defense. You know, we had quite a few of the Cavalier fans were waiting till the last moment to get out of their cars and make it to the stands. The home side here... There's room for you if you want to come out. It is supposed to rain most of the game, so if you want to stay back and, and listen to us here on the castle, that is definitely more than a good for us. By the way, if you Just have... grab some blankets and some garbage bags. Take your <laughs> cell phone with you. Listen to us and go, and watch the game. I mean, it's going to be a little damp, but uh, they can tune into us pretty much anywhere. Anywhere. Online, Z92.5.com. Uh, you can go to TuneIn Radio if you want. So that's the nice thing about today's day and age of radio. We're glad to be here. I'm Ted Fattel. My partner is Bart Matthews. We've, we've got it pretty well covered. Bart, an Owasso High graduate. I'm a Corona yeah. High graduate. We try to stay as... Uh, down the middle as we can. I know, though, Bart, you you raise your eyes at me once in a while. Think I might be leaning the other way, no, just, just a little. A little. Uh, well, I try to get excited <laughs> for anybody. You know, not like a Grand Valley football announcer. Did you see that on on uh, social media at all? I did not. They, I, I try to stay away from anything Grand Valley does, Ted. <laughs> well, they lost a game last week on a hail mary pass, uh -huh. and the Grand Valley announcer called it. You know, and he says, "Quarterback goes back, ball goes up." It's caught. Game over. I mean, that was the amount of excitement that he had. But the thing is, it made it to uh, ESPN Sports Center top ten plays. You know, it, it got him a little notoriety and definitely a little different than how I would call it, no matter where my leanings are. Yeah. I think I would get excited if Owasso won this game on a Hail Mary. Would you agree oh, with me on that? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, great plays are great plays, and, and that's kind of what you have to do up in this booth. Well, and the other thing is great games make great broadcast yeah. really and I, i'm expecting this one's going to go good tonight hopefully everybody out there listening if you want to follow me on twitter you can hit me up at tedfatel.com i changed that a while back so it's at tedfatel.com and if you're a fan of three-point podcast or heard about it you can listen to the show tonight immediately following this game our radioized version of it and uh, you can also send comments on twitter and other social media at Three Point Pod. Speaking of social media, in today's day and age yes. of trash talking, trash I mean, talking. it's got to drive administrators, coaches, 
all the adults crazy with today's day and age of Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and the trash talking that can go on between teams. And I know some of that went on here, too. Well, just a little bit, just a little bit. Uh, you know, we can't get too much no. into it. But, uh, yeah, I, I think... Uh, Owasso is just trying to let Corona know they think they're number one. Well, we'll find out after this game is over, that's for sure. And like I said, we have a great crowd on hand here. And before we get the lineups and get our opening kickoff, let's let you go back to the station and listen to these very important messages. One good thing about summer being over, Oktoberfest in Owasso, presented by Fortitude Outdoor Fitness and Venue. The polka music sounds sweeter and the beer tastes better. Friday, October 11th and Saturday, October 12th in Owasso. The Beer Garden opens at 3 on Friday with the ceremonial tapping of the keg. There's a beer run, 5K walk and run, the St. Julian VIP wine tasting party, and then from 5 to 11.30, dance to live music with Lenny Gamolka and the Chicago Push, plus the Polka Riot. On Saturday, the beer garden opens at high noon. Children's activities are from 1 to 3 p.m. on the Armory Lawn. And happy hours from 1 to 3 p.m. with buy one, get one free admission to the beer garden. Polka returns with Lenny Gamolka and the Chicago Push, plus New Brass Express from 2 till 8 on Saturday. And new this year, Rocktoberfest kicks off Saturday at 9 with 80s and 90s cover band Bachelors Since Breakfast. It's Oktoberfest 2019. Beer, dancing, authentic German food, great music, and fun. October 11th and 12th in downtown Owasso. For more information, visit Oktoberfest in Owasso on Facebook. Owasso Oktoberfest. That's good. Are you ready for some football? Check out the newest edition of High School Sports Scene. You'll find photos and stories on local teams and student athletes. Grab a copy at your favorite high school or on the newsstands today. For schedules, previews, feature stories, and more, pick up our latest issue or check us out at highschoolsportscene.com. Z92.5 The Castle is a proud supporter of high school sports and sports scene. Another variety of the 80s, 90s, and now. All the music I want to hear. The station serving Corona Perry, Nelson, Fowler, Alma, Breckenridge, and a little bitty piece of Lexing. WJSC, Ashley Owasso. Awesome, yeah. C92.5, The Castle. Welcome back to Wilman Field. The visitors from Corona are looking for a little revenge here tonight, Bart. Last oh, yeah. year, it was Owasso 23-18 to at Nicanese Field. The Trojans ended a four-year winless drought, and they did it by being very physical. They racked up 13 penalties for 166 yards, and a majority of those were unnecessary roughness. Uh, they sent a message that they weren't going to be bullied anymore. And How many times do you have 13 penalties for 160 yards and win a game? Uh, very rarely. I Just a uh, uh, dominating physical performance, very close game, very tight game, but uh, the physicality obviously going all the way towards Owasso right there and uh, just basically bullying Corona's quarterback last year. And uh, I think it had an effect on Corona's whole season, and Owasso got their first win in, what would you say, four years? Four years, yeah. yeah so and that he, was their only win last yeah, year, too. absolutely. And, you know, it'll be kind of interesting to see how much of uh, – Maybe some uh, resentment from last uh, last year plays into tonight's game. I think that uh, a lot of these players uh, on both sides were uh, on the teams last year as well. Uh, Going to be a real physical game, and, uh, you know, that's kind of how Owasso likes to play it. You know, I mean, they like to play it rough, 
And uh, Corona going to be just as physical tonight. I mean, this is going to be a great game. Yeah, it's a grudge match for sure. Big rivalry game, and uh, we're looking forward to this one. In that game last year, Damian Andrews had the game-winning 34-yard touchdown run with about a minute left in the game, finished with 133 on five carries. Andrews also had a 73-yard TD run in the third quarter. Hunter Blaha took the opening kickoff 80 yards to the house. Corona's Logan Geringer took the ensuing kickoff 94, years the, 94 yards the other way. It looked like it was going to be a wild one. Well, it was a wild, tough one is what it was, yeah. and Owasso came out with a win. So Corona won the toss, elected to defer until the second half, so they'll kick it off. So Owasso will start Lonnie Hewitt and John Safi at the tackles, Parker Hassan. And Gideon Millar, the guards, the center will be Dylan McCallum. Keegan Potter and Brannix Pecos will be the ends. Taylor Lamro will be a halfback with Brett Hudacek and Colton Blaha and the quarterback Hunter Blaha. Here's oh. the kickoff. And it goes. Oh, did it go big out of bounds? mental error right there. What happened? Uh, whoever caught that, uh, he actually, down. no, he stepped out of bounds. Oh. Let, just let that ball go. Yeah, yeah, that might have been Hunter Blaha. So offense or defensively for Corona, they're going to mix it up a little bit and go to a six-man front. Nick Steinecker, the uh, big six-foot-seven junior, will line up at one defensive end with Scout Jones on the other side. The four interior linemen: Mike Daniels, Matt Weiss, Alex Schwab, and Aiden Buckley. The two linebackers: Porter Zeman and Peyton Norton. And in the three-man secondary: Jeremiah Davis and Tucker Woodruff get the start at corners. Hunter McCorkle will be the safety man. Awasa will have it. First and 10 from their own 13-yard line after that miscue on the kickoff. T formation, double tight ends. They'll run the power play to the left side, and the ball carrier stood up at right around the 15-yard line. That was Colton Blaha on the carry. Tucker Woodruff came up quickly from his cornerback position to help lead the tacklers there for the Cavaliers. Also, Matt Weiss was in on that hit for the gold and black. Corona wearing the gold helmets and gold uniform pants with white jerseys and black numerals. Also in the solid navy blue pants, jerseys, and helmets. Helmets, the winged, winged helmet style like Michigan, but they got the white stripes and the gold front. Second down in about seven. Owasso, double tights, T formation. Here's a power play coming this way. And again, that's Colton Blaha getting it across the 20-yard line. Going to look like he's going to be just short of the first down. Again, Matthew Weiss was there along with Jeremiah Davis for the Cavaliers. Also Steinecker in on the hit. Yeah, nice hole opened up by Millar and Safi on that one. So it brings up a very manageable third down and one for Owasso. We're just underway. Trojans have it at their own 22-yard line. 10.45 to go here in this first quarter. The rain's holding off right now, drizzling a little bit earlier, and it's supposed to rain most of the evening. Here's the handoff. Colton gets it again and should have first down yardage at the 25-yard line. He's stacked up there by Peyton Norton coming up to hit him first. Also, number 68 there, or 65, Mike Daniels in on the hit for the Cavaliers. So the Trojans get the first down here. We got uh, first score coming in. Morris over Flint International, eight to nothing. Those scores being phoned in or uh, emailed, actually <laughs> texted to me by Andy Flynn. I got so much Morris, media. Uh, number one or number two? In number the state. one. Yeah. Defending state champions. First and ten, Owasso here in eight-man football. First and ten, Owasso from the twenty-five. Hunter Blaha gets it around the left end, has an opening, has a blocker in front of him, crosses the 30, run out of bounds, close to a Trojan first bound. Hunter McCorkle 
to bring him down over there on that far sideline. And running that uh, kind of that belly play right there and a little bit of a collision to stop his momentum. Looked like he was going to actually get shoestring tackled in the backfield. He was able to shake that tackler off. Turn that into a 10-yard gain. Or no, that wasn't a 10-yard gain. That was no, almost an 8-yard eight eight gain. Yeah, 8-yard gain. out of bounds. Owasso 1-5 on the season, 1-3 in the Flint Metro League Star Division. The Cavaliers exactly the same record. Something's got to give. Double tights, third down in a couple. Power play left this time. Ball carrier hauled down at the line of scrimmage. A nice surge by the line, but uh, he wasn't able to follow that line right there. Big tackle by Corona. Colton Blaha, the ball carrier. I think that was Mike Daniels to throw him down. Bear hugged him and took him down. Slam, didn't he? But they gave him forward progress, so just enough for the first down. The Trojans putting together a nice little drive here. They have it at the 36-yard line, their own 36. Scoreless tie here early from Wilman Field in the Circle City of Owasso. Double tight ends for the Trojans, Pecos and Keegan Potter. Now they'll send a flanker over here this way. Fullback dive up the middle. Colton Blaha out in the open at midfield. The 40, the 30, down the far sideline. The 20, the 10, the 5 to the flag. Is he there? Yes! Touchdown, Owasso! 64-yard run on just a quick hitter up the middle. Yeah, that one didn't look like it was going to be much of a gain, maybe two, three yards. And he was just able to just tear that up. Once he got past that line, really nobody came anywhere near him. No, and he uh, had a couple of Cavaliers chasing him down and tackled him, but it was right at the pylon. Yeah. The pylon camera, we can see the picture here, and it it is good. <laughs> so the PAT coming up here by the hero of last week, Jaffrey. He'll get it out of the hold of Hunter Blaha. The hold is down good. The kick is up into the band and good. Noah Jaffrey makes it a 7-0 Owasso game here early. Hey, there's nothing better than sitting in the bleachers on a cool Friday night watching your favorite teams battle it out on the gridiron. Aldermans and Lennon and Cub Cadet are another team that loves taking on the competition. Right now, Cub Cadets' complete line of Z-Force and Pro-Z zero-turn mowers are in stock and on sale. These hard-hitting Cub Cadet mowers have the competition on the run with great features and great prices. Alderman's on M13 and Lennon is a proud sponsor of high school sports. Online at aldermans.com. All right, offensively for Corona here when they get the ball, Mike Daniels and Ethan Ford will be the tackles, four to 260-pounder. Alex Holmes will be a left guard at 280. Alex Schwab, 230, the other guard. The center will be Jacob Lloyd. Nick Steiniger will line up at one wide out along with Gabe Bomschen. In the backfield, their slot man will be Fisher Morris getting the start. Wyatt Kriegel will start on the other side. Nick Yarmuth will be their main running back. Back at quarterback number 10, six-foot, 180-pound senior, Peyton Norton. We'll set up... The Trojan defense for you here right after this kickoff. 7-0 Owasso. 9.24 to go here in the first. Oh, that lit up. Spark under the fans here on this side. Here's the boot. Fielded at about the 20. A short kick. Corona bringing it up to the 30, 35. Up close to the 40 and up across the 40 to about the 42. Oh, great field position right yeah, here nice. for the Cavs. Real nice return. Nice little return and... Uh, I think that was number 11 on that return, Cooper Smith. So 
Defensively for Owasso, it'll be Gideon Millar and Charles Pogue at the ends. Ted Hunt and Dominic Patterson will be the inside tackles. Four linebackers, Colton Blaha and J Jackson Unger. Elijah Voss and Kristen Keyes will be the inside backers. Eddie Mishler and Jackson Unger, or Taylor Lamro will be the cornerbacks with Noah Kreitz. Here's Peyton Norton, looking over the line of scrimmage, sends a slot man this way. He gets the handoff, that's Fisher Morris. Back against the green at the 50, the 40, here we go, 30-yard line, 20, the 10, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, touchdown, Corona, I don't see any flags, and that one was a 58-yard run right there by Fisher Morris on just a jet sweep. Oh, man. Well, a little bit shades of last year. Uh, you know, and, and you know they always say styles make fights, right? And you saw Owasso's style of offense right there, just kind of plodding down the field until Blaha was able to break that open. And Corona's style right there, coming out of that spread on that jet sweep, able to make use of space. And Morris has got some speed, doesn't he? 58 oh, yards right so. there. He wow. got in that secondary. There's yeah. no way he was getting caught. Well, yeah. the Cavaliers line up for the conversion here in the swinging gate. Now they go back in their normal formation for the kick. They give Morris a little extra time to rest as he is the kicker. Peyton Norton will be the holder. It'll come out of the snap of Nick Steinecker. What a start here from Wilman Field. Here's the snap. It's down. The kick is up. Looks pretty good from here. The referees agree, so hey, don't you dare leave us here now. We got ourselves an evening here in store. 7-7. Corona and Owasso all knotted up. 9.07 to go here in the first. Check out the three-generational look at sports and pop culture by subscribing for free to Three Point Podcast. Ted the Sports Guy, Matt Burns of ESPN, and Gerald, uh, Jared Vital. Or Gerald. Uh, and Gerald. Start calling him Gerald. Uh, Fox 17 brings out their lively and interesting hot takes every week. Find the show along with Z92.5 game replays on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and other podcast titles. Jerry Fatal at Channel 17. If he doesn't start behaving, he is going to be Gerald. Gerald. <laughs> Oh, well, man. we got a heck of a game going here early on, 7-7. Seven, seven. You know, and I made comment about the screen here in front of us. They haven't had the screen all. I know they haven't had it all yeah. year long because it, it's a little bit distracting. It makes uh -huh. even seeing those dark blue numbers on the dark blue jerseys even that much tougher yeah. for me. It's either that or it's just the age and the glaucoma is settling in. But we got ourselves a game partner. I guess, 7-7. Seven, seven. Only nine minutes is uh, left here in the first quarter. Wow. couple of big plays by both teams. You're just tuning in. It got started off with a 64-yard run by Colton Blaha, putting the Trojans up, and then first play from scrimmage. Fisher Morris takes it on the sweep, 58 the other way. Kick goes out of bounds. Not a, not a good kick there by Corona, so Owasa will have it at the 35-yard line. Like with any sports team, people make the difference. And that's why Gilbert's Hardware and Appliance in downtown Owasso is number one with expert advice, problem-solving tips, and a friendly, helpful attitude. With quality American brand-name appliances like Whirlpool, Maytag, Frigidaire, and GE, plus Toshiba, LG, and many other television brands, you owe it to yourself to check out Gilbert's selection and low prices. Gilbert's Hardware and Appliance in downtown Owasso is a proud supporter of high school sports on Z92.5, the castle. New Lothrop leads Chessonine 14 to nothing. An early score coming in and starting to get a few followers. You can follow me on Twitter, at Ted Fattel. I made it very simple, just my name, at Ted Fattel. At Ted Fattel. That's on Twitter. That's on Twitter. 
You can follow the Three Point Podcast at Three Point Pod. So it'll be Owasso with it, first and ten from their own 35. They'll have a flanker to the right, going left to right as we're looking at it. Hunter Blaha, a little play action, rolls to his right, a little flip pass over the middle, and it's incomplete. And then we get a looks like a late hit. Where's the flag? There it is. That was uh, that was an easy one. Porter Zeman hit the Trojan that was on the field. I guess you would call that uh, you know, defenseless, really. It was an yeah. incomplete pass and an unnecessary t- tackle that time by Zeman. So that's going to tack on 15 more here for the Trojans. 7-7 is the score. 8.59 to go in this first quarter. Can you think, or can you see that there's no love loss between these two teams? Yeah, you Kind of goes without saying, I mean, it? it's, it's always kind of been like that. I mean, just because of how, you know, close proximity to the schools and everything like that. But I think this year, after what happened last year, I think that there's a little bit, little bit chippier. Is that the word? Yeah, I would say so. Either way, here uh, Cavaliers get a little break as there was a holding on Owasso and a personal foul there on Corona. Yeah, there was a flag in the backfield I was, yeah. where I think that hold actually happened. But so, yeah, offsetting penalties kind of worked out for the Cavs. Well, kind of offsetting. The way they do it, they, they went back to where the hold was and then take right. 15 against Corona. So after it was all shakes down, Owasso's going to be looking at first down and about seven at their own 38. It's kind of weird the way they do that. Yeah. You would, you would think it would be offsetting, but no. So Trojans with it. Double tight ends. Owasso has flanker right this time. Split backfield. Hunter Blaha under center. Hands it to his fullback on the dive play up the gut. And he has first down yardage. And again, that's Colton Blaha. He's a tough runner, man. These Blaha kids, I know E-Man, when he came here to do the Owasso game, you you couldn't do. He said he was really looking forward to watching the Blahas in action Uh because he hears them on the way home after work when he's doing these games. Uh, they are exceptional athletes. You know, they've been on the varsity since 10th grade. Right. And, you know, on, in 10th grade, getting a lot of co- uh, playing time as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. So they have the ball on the Colton Blaha first down run, just shy of the 50 at their own 46. Double tights, full house backfield this time, just a dive play up the middle. The Cavalier front wall does a good job of stacking things up there. Look like at the bottom of the pile might have been uh, Andy Christie or Alex Schwab. Yeah, Colton Blaha has had a lot of luck running it up the middle, and it looks like Corona's going to just start stacking the box on this. So he got a yard on that carry. Second down and nine coming up now for the Trojans. 7-7 ball game here. We have eight minutes to go in the first quarter. Again, double tight ends, straight T formation. Hunter Blaha takes a snap. It's going to be a power play left. The running back takes it across the 50. I think that might have been Lamro. And then he is stacked up short of the first down. Porter, Peyton Norton. Well, they say Colton Blaha on the carry. Nick Steinecker was there on the hit. Also, Mike Daniels. I tell you what, for a full house backfield, Colton Blaha is definitely the workhorse on this offense. Yeah. Have you noticed, too, that you remember the first year we watched this offense for Coach Devin Pringle? They definitely had some growing pains, but it looks like they definitely know what they're doing right now, and the T formation can be a very effective offense. You run three, four yards every time you carry it, you can you can be successful. You, it's tough when you're trying to play from behind, but right now a tie ball game, and they're moving the ball against Corona. Third down and three. I think he's starting to finally get his offensive line where they need to be. Well, they do a little surge right there, yeah. and it's going to be close to another Owasso first down. Steinecker there on the tackle. 
You know, this is a team that's always played physical on defense since Pringle took over, but you're starting to see them being very physical on offense Absolutely. As well. So Colton Blaha again gets the carry. He's going to be carrying it a lot here tonight. He's saying to his coach, feed me, man. I'll carry it as much as you want me to, and he gets a Trojan first down. Yeah, you don't get tired when you're running downhill like this. <laughs> so that'll move the chains. 7-7 ball game nearing the midway point here in the first quarter on Z92.5. With Bart Matthews, I'm Ted Fattel. You're listening to this game of the week on the Sportsnet Michigan Radio Network. You can also, uh, if you have anybody that might want to listen to the replay, you can catch it at Three Point Pod sometime this weekend when it gets downloaded. T formation, double tight ends. First and 10, Owasso in Corona territory. Power play comes this way, and the ball carrier that time maybe a yard or so. The Cavalier defensive line submarining there, and that was linebacker Porter Zeman at the bottom of the pile coming up for the tackle. I think that was Colton Blaha again on the carry, wasn't it? Yeah, it was or Price. No, Price. That was Price. Number 11, yep. And I'm not going to lie. I'm trying to rely on Kimball here on the call because uh, I, I can't see those numbers at all. No. Well, especially with, you know, they start to get muddy here in the center of the field. It's right. going to make it that much tougher with this blue on blue. And we're working without a spotter. Well, there's Lamarell around the left end on a counterplay. Cross the 40, the 35, out of bounds inside the 30-yard line. So Lamarell on the big run. Hunter McCorkle to knock him out of bounds, but a nice play call that time. After running dive plays and power plays, they go to a little counter action. Let the guards have some fun. Amen. So I'll stop the clock temporarily. 5.17 to go here in the first quarter. Tied up 7-7 here on the castle. Hunter Lamoureux's first carry right there, 15-yard gain. Yeah. He definitely has speed. Showed it there as he got around the corner. Good blocking inside like you were talking about with those big guys up front. Hunter Blah comes up under center now, looking over that line of scrimmage. Cavaliers with about nine in the box. Blaha calling out the signal, double tight end, T formation. Going left to right. Here's the power play left. Ball carrier there is stacked up right at the line of scrimmage that time. Yeah, Cavs did a great job of sniffing that one out. I mean, they've been kind of backed up on... Just about every play, but right there they were able to sniff that out. And Steinecker involved in that one. Scout Jones, too. Was that Lamerl on that carry? I couldn't tell. I could. This, this, Dave's got to talk a little louder. I don't think he. I don't think he knows because he didn't say. <laughs> he just said two yard pickup. We'll give it to Lamerl. Okay. Second down eight. Counter play again. This time coming this way, and the ball carrier trips, maybe slipped just a little bit. Brought down at the line of scrimmage. Oh, Kreitz again. Okay, Noah Kreitz. Yeah, I'm going to have to have your help, buddy. So brings up third down and seven. Next week, we're going to do a first opponent uh, we haven't ever done. Detroit Community Schools. Yeah going to be traveling to St. John's to take on the Red Wings. Bart and I, our dinner menu is all set with pizza. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's been a good year so far in that department, and we're ending out the year in Ovid Elsie. 
Well, they took pretty darn good care of us tonight, I'll tell you that. Absolutely. Here is Hunter Blaha trying to get around the right corner. He does for a moment, then runs out of real estate. Oh, goes he got sliding hit out of bounds. Good clean hit at the sideline. Yeah. Yeah, Corona just did a really good job of stringing that out. I mean, Blaha's got some speed. He was almost able to turn that corner, but they were able to stop him before he could get that first down marker. Can you see with the light on? You want the light yeah, off? Yeah, let's keep the light off. Okay, just double checking. You see better on the field, can't you? I can see fine. I was just looking out for you. Oh, yeah. Fourth and five. Ball to 23 for Owasso. 7-7 ball game. Obviously four down territory. Cavaliers digging in defensively. Lamro goes over in the left wing. Blaha and Kreitz in the backfield here behind Hunter Blaha. Play action. Hunter keeps it himself around the left end. Throws it to the end zone. Has a man open. Caught. And then dropped. Are they going to call and that a fumble? On. I think they are. They're looking. The referees are looking at each yeah. other. They're yeah. saying touchdown. I can't tell if they're just saying the catch was good or the score came after the fumble. So that was what? About 23 yards right 23 there. 23 yards. Great call. Yeah, a lot of discipline right there by Blaha, too, because he had some room. Uh, a lot of confidence there to be able to throw that ball because he did have enough room to make a uh, first down run going around that far corner. Well, we'll tell you who caught that pass here in just a second, <laughs> but we know it was an Owasso score, 23-yard touchdown pass. And they'll try the PAT right now. Kick is up and blocked at the uh, line. Real high snap right there. Joffrey didn't have much of a chance nope. of that. So 13-7, Owasso takes the lead with 3.36 to go here in the first. Tony Young and the entire Young family salute all mid-Michigan area athletes. At Young Chevrolet Cadillac and Young Buick GMC, they know it takes teamwork to be successful. So from the Young team to your team, have a great season. Young Chevrolet Cadillac and Young Buick GMC on M21 in Owasso invite you to drive a little and save a lot. Visit them online at youngautosales.com. Young Chevrolet Cadillac and Young Buick GMC are proud supporters of high school sports on Z92.5 The Castle. When Mother Nature leaves you broken branches or toppled trees, call Farrell's Tree Trimming and Removal. Farrell's does tree work in all four seasons, has three certified arborists on staff, and offers the latest technology in tree health care. They also sell firewood year-round and are licensed by the Michigan Department of Agriculture. Check them out online at farrellstree.com or call 989-862-4453. Experienced, equipped, insured. Farrell's Tree Trimming and Removal. Well, we checked with uh, the guys up front, and... Uh... They had no real clue either, but it came to a consensus that it was Taylor Lamro. Taylor Lamro with the reception on that. Nice. So here is the Owasso kick. Jaffrey kicks it over towards the far sideline, fielded at the 25. The man for Corona trying to hurdle a man and is hit hard, but does take it up for a decent return. That was Hunter McCorkle on that return. So did they, uh, was there an official decision, by the way? Was that a uh, fumble recovery after the reception? Or? Nah, we don't know. It's anybody's guess. We're just going to say Lamro caught a 23-yard pass. That's it's good it. enough for us. That's right. Close enough for government work, Ted. <laughs> you got that. 13-7, to 7, that's the most important thing. Owasso on top. Uh, and, and, you know, they, they're as frustrated as we are, Bart. I'm talking about the, the PA guys over there. You know, they just... These numbers, the way yeah. that these high school teams are doing it nowadays with the same color numbers as their jerseys is crazy. 
There's a little swing pass out to Steinecker. Oh, He's brought down for a little loss. You know, we were talking uh, before the game started about number one Nick Steinecker and about how this might be a coming out party for him. Right. But that uh, throw right there, not exactly playing to Nick's strengths, is it? No, I was thinking the same exact thing. I mean, you get him in the sideline in one-on-one coverage, that's one thing. But a little swing pass, that that's not really the sweet spot. Four-yard loss, second and 14. Cavaliers go to the spread. Double wide outs this way, double wide outs the other way. The running back to the right of Peyton Norton. Norton takes the shotgun snap, looks to his right. Throws a little pass out again intended that time for Nick Yarmuth, and it's incomplete, and the Trojans had good coverage over there right now. And I'm seeing Owasso playing very, very solid defense here early on. Well, after giving up that big 58 yeah, other than on, the, that. on the first drive. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I think Corona almost, it's hard to tell with just two plays on this drive, but they look kind of rushed. Yeah. So we'll see what they go with here. Third down and 14. Owasso leads it by six. Here's the pass down this sideline. It's up. He has a man open and in drop. Oh, man. Incomplete. Right on the money to Gabe Bombshin. And Bombshin knows it, too. He was not happy with himself. Gets a little a beautiful pass by Norton. Gets a little pat on the helmet by Noah Kreitz, but that pass was right yeah. on the money. It was like a, a little bit of a Willie Mays type of catch over the shoulder, but uh, definitely catchable. And Bombshin is definitely frustrated that he didn't haul that one in. It would have been a first down yardage and more. Might have been six. Cavaliers send their punt unit out. Fisher Morris, a tremendous punter, gets the snap, kicks one up. Comes over here this way, bounces at the 30 and takes a Trojan bounce. And then finally is down by number 15 for the Cavaliers, Tucker Woodruff. So it'll be Owasa with it from their own 30, leading it. 13 to 7 with 237 to go here in the first. Fast Eddie's is teaming up with Fuel Jewels and will donate a portion of their proceeds for the month of October to breast cancer awareness. Fast Eddie's also does preventative maintenance like transmission and coolant flushes, fuel filter, air filter, wiper blades, and headlight replacement and more. See your local Fast Eddie's car wash and oil chain center for the great fall savings on their quality products and services. With 16 locations throughout Michigan, there is one near you. Fast Eddie's, a name you can trust. Ted doing a little home improvement here. Doing a little maintenance, getting that screen out of my way. <laughs> now I can see the field. Wasso with it. Fullback dive this time. I think that was Colton Blaha. Hey, hey Bart, I got to tell you the truth, too. That made just a humongous difference in my viewing. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> Take a look over here at the open window, man. Oh, yeah. So you're welcome to look through that that side right there, too. Makes a big difference. So second down now and 10. Awasa with the ball at their own 31-yard line. They lead it 13-7 to over Corona. Double tight ends. T formation. Hunter Blaha takes it. Power play pitches it back to Lamro around left end. Cuts back against the grain to the 35-yard line. Good pursuit by the Cavaliers. Nick Steinecker was there for the Cavs. Also big number 65, Mike Daniels there and on the hip. So four-yard pickup that time. Third down now and six. Ball at the 35-yard line of the Trojans. They lead it 13-7 over Corona. 90 seconds to go here in the first quarter. They go to the shotgun. 
Hunter Blaha just mm, nonchalantly threw a little pass out there. Ah. I don't know if it slipped out of his hand or what the deal was. Yeah, usually very unusual to see Owasa with a four-receiver set like that. Yeah. And uh, Blaha had an open man, but I think it must have slipped out of his hand because that just looked weird. It did. So forces Owasso into a punt situation. Taylor Lamrell will punt it out of the snap of Ted Hunt. A lot of cars driving around Wilman here. I'm sure they're locked into the castle. We definitely welcome you to this broadcast tonight. If you want to follow me on Twitter, hit me up at Ted Patel. Also, you can hit up our uh, pod site at Three Point Pod. We got a Wasso calling a timeout. Coach Devin Pringle in his third year calls the TO. Maybe he's going to change things up here. It's a 13-7 lead. Owasso over Corona. Care and Assist of Corona is passionate about providing the quality of care for your loved ones at home. Care and Assist knows caring means more than kindness. It means having aides that are trained for the specific needs of their clients. That also ensures they are prepared for their clients' unpredictable lives. The expert staff can see to your loved ones' homemaking, personal care, medication management, and geriatric needs. Care and Assist also provides respite to many families in Shiawassee and surrounding counties. Care and Assist, 101 North Shiawassee and Corona. Call 989-277-0915 or visit online at careandassist.com. Well, Lamro back at his own uh, 25-yard line. Going deep for Corona. Hunter McCorkle standing at his own 25. Six-point Trojan lead. Here's the snap. Good one. Punt is up over here towards this sideline. Hits at the 40, goes out of bounds at about the 35. They're going to mark it dead at about the 32 and a half. So Corona will have it first and 10, trailing it 13 to 7 to Owasso right here on Z92.5. Corona Public Schools offers everything a family could want in a school district. Safe buildings, nationally recognized career and technical education programs, plus teachers who create a lifelong relationship with students and families. Corona schools have high nationally ranked test scores, reading and math programs, award-winning band, art, and first robotics programs, vocational programs, and many extracurricular and high-achieving athletic opportunities. Find out why more than 40% of area families pick Corona as their school of choice. Visit online at corona.ca.k12.mi.us. Here's Peyton Norton. He fakes it to Fisher Morris running from the slot. Norton keeps it himself, takes it upfield to about the 40-yard line. Brought down there, looked like by number 21, Jackson Unger, the first one there for the Trojans. Noah Kreitz also in on the hit. So we're under a minute to go here in this first quarter. Just exactly what we expected. You know, both teams struggling on this season for wins, but I'll tell you what, they're pretty evenly matched, and you can't ask for anything better here at this stage of the season. What is this, week seven? Yeah. Unbelievable. Well, looks like Corona offensively here. I don't know if it was one of the interior linemen. I didn't even see the flag. They're called for a face mask penalty. Yeah, it's something Corona with a couple of big penalties here. Yeah. Usually the Trojans are uh, a little bit more uh, rampant on defense like this. Well, you know, Owasso's played some pretty tough games this year. They lost, I think, a real close game to Swartz Creek. They lost by one to Lake Fenton, and that they killed themselves in that game with turnovers and penalties. Yeah. And that Lake they, Fenton is a quality team. And they outplayed them in that one. Here's Norton taking the shotgun snap. Hands it off this time to Nick Yarmuth. Yarmuth gets a couple. Looks like that is uh, Colton Blaha there on the tackle along with Charles Pogue. Unger also there. 
Corona sticking with the spread. They got Steinecker way out on the far side at the moment. Two-yard gain on that last one. Second down and long coming up here for Corona. Steinecker now comes over in the right slot. Two wideouts over here this way for the Cavaliers. Two on the other side. Running back to the right of Norton. He takes a shotgun snap. Looking downfield. Had time to throw now. Is flushed out to the right. Throws a little pass out. Oh, ill-advised pass. Yeah. <laughs> Nearly picked off over there on that far side. And that'll end the first quarter here on the Castle. Got a good one. 13-7. Owasso leads it over Corona. Cadwalder Lord Hahn, your local full-service auto owner's insurance agent. Call 725-7134. Save by insuring your home, business, life, boat, or car. With no problem, auto owner's insurance agent, CLH Insurance. 200 West Exchange in Owasso. Call 725-7134 or visit them online at clh-insurance.com. CLH Insurance is a proud sponsor of high school sports on Z92.5 The Castle and wishes all area high school athletes good luck this season. Save now during the fall sales event at Beck's Trailer Superstore. With 1,300 trailers on 45 acres, Beck's offers America's largest trailer selection. So you'll find the trailer that fits your needs and your budget. During Beck's fall sales event, save on hundreds of open and enclosed trailers Plus, take advantage of their easy financing program with payments from $69 a month with approved credit. They, get, they work with many local and national lenders to get you the best rate and lowest payment. For the best selection of the best trailers at unbeatable prices, call Bex or visit BexTrailerStore.com. Well, the Trojans lost a member of their family this last year, Dave Hohenschild. He uh, was a longtime Trojan was in my age group, if you will. Bart played baseball, softball, whatnot against each other, and uh, he loved his Trojans. And his family was out here. Uh, they were paying a little tribute to Dave. Good guy and, and definitely a longtime Trojan fan. With Bart Matthews, I'm Ted Patel. Second quarter ready to go here, 13-7. to 7. Owasso leads it. Corona looking at third and 20. Ball at their own 22-yard line. Going left to right now. Wearing the white uniforms. Here comes the rush. They set up the screen perfectly at the 25, the 30, 35, 40. Midfield and then run out of bounds. What a perfect call coming yeah. out of that break. Nick Yarmouth on the little sucker screen. Little bubble screen, I guess yeah. you call it. I say sucker screen because two defensive linemen thought for sure they were going to sack Peyton Norton. He says... Surprise, they'll flip over your head. And it was wide open. First and ten. Corona at their own 49. Norton takes a step, hands it off. The ball carrier, Fisher Morris, coming this way. Broke one tackle and slides up to about the 45-yard line of Owasso. Looks like they're going to give him a little bit more progress. They'll call it the 44. Nice little run out of the slot sweep that time. Morris lines up in the left slot. Two wideouts on the other side of him going left to right. Here's Yarmouth getting the carry. Oh, he's had a nice little move where he stepped inside and almost broke it outside, but Colton Blaha had nothing to do with that. He said, I'm bringing you down. Good tackle, good open field tackle by Colton Blaha. I love this game so far. Colton Blaha, 64-yard run for a touchdown about three minutes into the game. Immediately following that, Cavaliers capped that with a 58-yard run by Fisher Morris. And then Taylor Lamro caught a 23-yarder for Hunter Blaha. Here is Norton. Nice pass out here to Steinecker. little stiff arm at the sideline. It takes it up to the 35 where he has first down yardage. And that's, that's not a bad play there. It was almost a pick route there by uh -huh. Steinecker, you know, 
Coming over here to the sideline, it looked like number five, maybe Wyatt Krigo, maybe picked the defensive back just a little bit with a shield. But a good play call and success there. It'll be Steinecker lined up here one-on-one, -on -one, right down below us on the near side. Three wideouts the other way. Here's Krigo in motion. He gets it on the sweep left. Cuts back against the green at the 30, the 25, the 20, the 10, the 5. Touchdown, Corona, and we're all knotted up. Wyatt Krigo on a little counterplay. Let the fun continue. Yeah, Krigo with a uh, great move. He almost got tackled in the backfield, was able to shake that off, and from there, pretty much all systems go. 35-yard score for Corona. So a 35-yard run by Wyatt Krigo ties this one up. Drive of the game will be brought to you by Young Chevrolet Cadillac, Buick GMC on M21 and Owasso, saluting all mid-Michigan athletes. Drive on in or go online, youngautosales.com. Well, here's the kick. It is up by Fisher Morris, and the Cavaliers take the lead. 14-13 to 13 over Owasso early here in the second quarter. We got a dandy. Yeah, a couple of different players of the game candidates for sure. Brought to you tonight by Three Point Podcast. Three guys, three generations, three hot takes. Listen to the latest show immediately following tonight's game. It's Oktoberfest weekend in Owasso, and the Shiawassee Regional Chamber of Commerce invites you to join the celebration tonight in downtown Owasso. Tomorrow, the beer garden opens at high noon with happy hour from 1 to 3 with buy one, get one free admission to the garden. Children's activities from 1 to 3 in the Armory Lawn. Polka returns at 2 with Lenny Gamolka and the Chicago Push. Plus New Brass Express. And this year, Rocktoberfest kicks off Saturday at 9 with 80s and 90s cover band, Bachelors Since Breakfast. It's Oktoberfest 2019. Beer, dancing, authentic German food, and fun in downtown Owasso. I kind of like that little twist on Saturday night with a little Rocktober. Yeah. That's kind of cool. I know you're going to be there tomorrow uh, representing uh, your business, Signature, uh, as a part of our sister station, the Fox. Yeah, we're going to be broadcasting live tomorrow from 8.30 to uh, 10.30, uh, right down by the Armory, and uh, be a lot of people's first chance to check out the 2020 Ford Escape. Well, there you go. Well, here's the kickoff. Owasso bobbles it. One of the crowned players was going to hit the, the player that was down on the ground, and it just dove over him to avoid the penalty. Good move there. So Owasso will have it. First and ten here, trailing it by a point. Been a fun game so far. Let's hope it stays that way. This one could definitely come right down to the wire. You can see that these teams are evenly matched. They're yeah. evenly matched on their records and their scores against uh, the same opponents this year. Both beat Clio. That was their lone win of the season. Both got drilled by Ortonville Brandon. So just those two games alone kind of give you an indication of what could come in here and expect. T formation. Owasso with the ball, first and ten from their own 28. They'll run the power play here. No, the quarterback keeps it. Hunter Blaha has it at the 35, the 40. Midfield, turns on the Jets. The 40 puts the head down, and it is knifed down by Hunter Blaha. But a good run, good, good reaction there by Hunter Blaha to put it in the middle of his running back's belly and then pulling it out right at the right time. Ah, faked me out. I didn't figure it out until Blaha already crossed the 50. We need to see Shea Patterson do a little bit yes, more of that. Yes, indeed. So first and 10. 40-yard gain right there by Hunter. So Blaha takes it down to about the 33-yard line of Corona. You get the play call from the sidelines. Owasso wearing the navy blue uniforms and blue helmets. 
going right to left. Cavaliers in the white jerseys, gold helmets, and gold pants. T formation, double tights. Hunter Blaha takes a snap. Here is the handoff. It goes to Lamro. Breaks one tackle at the line of scrimmage. Spins around. Finally brought down by Scout Jones, but a pretty solid run there by Taylor Lamro. Yeah, about six yards on that, just refusing to go down. Pleasant evening here on this October 11th evening <laughs> in the stadium that's in the neighborhood in Owasso. Probably our favorite spot to broadcast from. I think I can safely say that. Yeah, it's just a, Even though they don't have pictures of us here. Yeah, even though they don't have any pictures up here in the press box. What's up with that? I don't know. T formation for Owasso. Second down and four from the 26th. Hunter Blaha calling out the signals at the line. Cavaliers digging in in their six-man front. Here's the running play here this way, and the Cavaliers read that one perfectly. Scout Jones was there. Also, Peyton Norton in on the hit. Again, that was Lamro on the counter play. Brings up third down now and about three. The ball going to be put down right at the 20. Looks like they were going to put it down at the 25-yard line. Referee still has the ball in his hands talking to one of the Cavaliers. Looks like he's talking to Matt Weiss. Not sure Maybe he's asking him where, where he should put it. Yeah. <laughs> put it at the five-yard line way down at the other end of the field. That's what I'd be telling you. <laughs> Here's Lambro lined up right. Kreitz is lined up left. Looks like Hunter Blaha at the fullback position this time. Hunter takes it. Hands it off to Lamro, and he's stacked up. I don't know if he has it. He had three yards to go. Looked like he might have got two, but it's four down territory where they're at. Yeah, yeah this was... one right here is going to depend on the spot. And, uh, I might not want to ask the Corona players where to spot it. <laughs> no. Scout Jones was there also. Big Alejandro Whitehead was in on that tackle. Yeah, that looks pretty darn close. Whitehead, a 340-pounder right at the nose. It's close. I'm surprised they don't bring out the change. Yeah. Fourth and one. Owasa with it. Double tights. T formation. Hunter Blaha looking over that line. Cavaliers move a little bit, but not enough. Trying to draw them off sides. Cavaliers stay to home. Devin Pringle calls timeout. He wants to talk things over here on this fourth down play. Trojans call their second timeout. Clock is still running for some reason. 14-13. Corona leads it. Applebee Oil and Propane has been your local choice for fuel needs since 1975. And they're proud to serve Shiawassee, Clinton, and Saginaw counties with excellent customer service and over 25 years' experience in the petroleum industry. They carry a full range of farm fuels, soy diesels, premium diesel fuel, NL gas, and 90-octane recreational gas, which is excellent for chainsaws, lawnmowers, and all small engines. Shop local with a name you know and trust for fuel. Online at applebyoil.com. <laughs> Hub Tire's there for you with the best service for all your tire and suspension needs. They've been taking care of your automotive needs for decades, priding themselves on honesty and the best service around. Hub Tire can handle anything from a Chevy Cobalt to a motorhome, including semis and farm service. Open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, tomorrow 8 to 11.30. Call 989-224-3218. Stop in business 27 North M21 in St. John's. Or visit hubtires.com. Trojan's going to go for it here. First or fourth down and one. Ball at the 24-yard line of Corona. Last time they had a big fourth down play, they ran a play action and it had scored a touchdown. 23-yard touchdown pass. Oh, now we had movement on the line. I think Owasso jumped. Yep. 
mental mistake there, if that's what they call it. Trying to flinched a little bit, but that's a false start on Owasso. If you want to follow me on Twitter, hit me up at Ted Patel. And Gary Jacobs did tonight, and he said, Gerald's a perfect name for your nephew. <laughs> Thumbs up. On Wisconsin, go blue. I love Gerald. it. Gerald. I'm sorry, Jared. I hope this doesn't turn into a thing. <laughs> Well, I know Jack Strap calls him Jerry, so, you know, <laughs> Gerald, Jerry. New Lothrop over Chesanine, 28 to nothing. Don't forget, three-point podcast will follow the game, our radio edit. You can hear the full version at three-point pod, but keep it right here after the ball game tonight. So fourth down in six, ball to 28. Counter play coming back this way. The ball carrier has it. That's Lamro. I think he broke the initial tackle, and it might be enough to get the first down. Boy, Corona had a tremendous opportunity to yeah. bring him down and just a shoddy tackle attempt, and Lamro kept the legs churning forward and gets the first down. Uh, you know, there was no penetration right there by Corona. Nope. They had so much time to kind of figure out who they were going to hand that one off to. Uh, there was about a half, almost a second or two in the backfield before that ball got handed off. And Lamoureux, like you said, keep those feet moving, and good things usually happen. That and was, this time it's a first down. It was really a slow-developing play, too. Yeah. It was the true counterplay out of the tee where Hunter Blaha came back, turned his back to the line of scrimmage, ran two players past him. He faked it to both of those players and finally yeah. handed it to Lamoureux. Gave the offensive line time to block. 7.55 to go here in the first half, 14-13. Corona on top. With Bart Matthews, I'm Ted Patel. Gorgeous George back at the studio. Bart, an Owasso High graduate. Me, a Corona High graduate. And George, non-partial from Chesanine. Cheese Rock. We're covering it all tonight. Chesanine losing 28 to nothing to New Lothrop tonight. That's no big surprise. Here is the ball carrier stacked up at the line of scrimmage this time, running left. That's Lamro who's all of a sudden getting a lot of carries. Ah. Tucker Woodruff was there in on the hit along with Matthew Wise. Corona coached by Kyle Robinson has really settled into the program over there at Corona. Had a couple of really good teams back when Gerald played. <laughs> the, the, the glory days of Gerald. <laughs> 14 to 13. I, I, I'm rubbing it in even more because I'm pretty sure he's listening tonight. Got a lot of traffic circling Wilman here tonight. Locked in on the castle here in the score, 14-13, Corona. Fake a power play to the right. Hunter Blah has a man wide open, caught by Lamro on the right side. Takes it across the 10, finally brought down at about the 5. Boy, that looked a little bit similar to what Michigan used to run yeah. with their quarterback roll out to the right and then hit the tight end from the left side coming over. Lamro was lined up on the right side, but just did a little square out pattern and was wide open. So this running game really is setting up the pass in the most opportune times for Owasso right now. Yeah, and that's kind of what it's supposed to do, right? right but right. you know, it's just this isn't a team tonight that uh, you can just stack the box. You know, every defense that I've seen play Owasso past two or three years just dares you to throw the ball. Right. And you can't do that tonight. But they got a running attack going here tonight. First and goal from the five. Hunter Blaha takes it. Here's the hand off the ball carrier, maybe a yard. Again, that's Lamro, who has all, all of a sudden become the workhorse. 14-13, runner on top. We're midway through this second quarter. Alex Schwab was in on that tackle. Also, 65, Mike Daniels was in on the hit. And again, they have their 
Goal line defense in there with Alejandro Whitehead, the 5'10", 340-pound junior. Well, he takes up a little bit of space. Second down and goal from the four. T formation. Oh, it's bobbled at the line. Strunna says they have it, and they do. Wow, what a mistake. Recovered by Porter Zeman. And we talked about that was really what killed him against Lake Fenton. And down here, second goal from the four and then coughing it up, totally unforced. It looked like the, uh, the quarterback, Hunter Blaha, never got the exchange from Dylan McCallum. Yeah, just, uh, you know, yeah, it's hard to tell with these kind of conditions if, right. uh, if it's a ball situation or if it's human error or what's going on right there. But just a heartbreaking spot to turn that ball over on this kind of a drive. Well, the field is actually in pretty good shape. I haven't seen a lot of slippage. Uh, the rain has stopped. Yeah. Middle of the field looks really bad. It's been wore down for yeah. sure. So it'll be Peyton Norton first and ten from his own five. He'll hand it off to Bombshin on the end sweep. He has some room at the 10, the 15, the 20. He's turning it on the far sideline, the 40, midfield, the 40, the 30, the 10. 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, touchdown. Corona might be a school record run. 95 yards, no flags on the field. Gabe Bombshin, and what a turn of events. Owasso had it. Second down and goal from the four. Cough up the ball and give up a 95-yard touchdown See that? on an end around. And, and that right there is is really just a back-breaking play right there. I mean, it's too too early to say right now, but wow, I mean, that just breaks your heart right there. You know, the Owasso defense, the Owasso offense, great drive. They turn the ball over in one play like that and bombs in 95 yards. That guy's got some wheels. Wow. I mean, yeah, he turned it on now on that far sideline. Once he got the corner, there was nobody catching yeah. him. Both Lajas were trying to chase him down, and there was no way. Bombshin turned on the Jets. So here comes the PAT. Fisher Morris out of the hold by Norton. Ball's down. Kick is up and high, and the kick is good. 21-13. Corona leads it here over Owasso. Right here on Z92.5 as a part of the Sportsnet Michigan Radio Network. Your number one Corona Cavaliers fans, Auto Owners Insurance and Griffin Insurance Agency is a winning combination. They'll work with you to insure your home, auto, business, and life to keep everything you value safe, sound, secure. Auto Owners Insurance, the no-problem people. Stop in to see Cheryl at the Griffin Insurance Agency, 305 North Shiawassee Street in downtown Corona. Call 743-3600 today. That's Griffin Insurance, 743-3600. Yeah, what a run right there by Bonchin. No doubt. I mean, that was that, that is a key play of the game. Yeah, that's a, that's a back-breaking play right there, no doubt about it. Knowing how you operate, that could be a candidate for that could, drive of the crash. You know, any time that there's a turning point like that, I, and, you know, it's a little too early to say, you know, Owasso could come back right here, but, uh, boy, if Corona is able to stop an Owasso drive here and maybe even score getting the ball back in the third quarter, how big is that? No doubt. Well, Morris rolling again, 36 to nothing over Flint International. What a program they have over there. Here's the kickoff, short one, fielded at about the 15. Brought up here to the 20, 25. That's Hunter Blaha. Takes it across the 30 to about the 34-yard line. So Owasso will have it. Pretty decent field position with 5'10 to go in the half. 
Myers Furniture and Mattress in Owasso is your locally supported hometown furniture store and is proud to support high school sports. Myers is MidMichigan's premium source for Amish-made furniture. This solid wood furniture comes directly from the finest Amish craftsmen in Indiana and Ohio, is built to last for a lifetime, and Myers has the best prices in the state. Right now, Myers has great deals on queen mattress sets and recliners starting at just $269. Myers has quick financing approval while you wait and credit options to fit your needs. Stop in at Mars Furniture and Mattress, M21 in Owasso, and check them out at MarsFurniture.com. Here's Hunter Blaha getting a quick pitch from his brother, Hunter, and Colton takes it up across the 40 to about the 42-yard line. Steinecker in on the hit for the Cavaliers. Again, I'm hitting you up with uh, follow me on Twitter. I know we got a big, big listening audience tonight, so follow me on Twitter at Ted Patel, and also follow our podcast at Three Point Pod. Send your comments along if you want. Also, uh, you know, on Twitter, Gary Jacobs did. <laughs> Love to hear your comments. Hopefully you're enjoying this game on Z92.5 tonight. I know we are. 21-13, Corona. Here's a fake power play. Hunter Blaha keeps it himself. 45, midfield, 45-40, and then run out of bounds. Again, real good play faking going on there by the Trojan quarterback and a wise move to pull it out of the gut of the running back and taking it upfield. Cavalier coaching staff not too happy with that play right there, as I can see the little frustration setting in. It's going to be one of those games, man. We're going to be back and forth all night. It's so well evenly matched. A couple of good coaches going, had it here. Great crowd on hand here on this kind of overcast evening. There was rain in the forecast pretty much the entire game, but right now it's holding off. Rained a little bit pre-game time. T formation, double tight ends for Owasso. They have it in Corona territory at the 38-yard line. Trailing it by eight. Here is, uh, I think that was Lamerell on the carry. No, that was Colton Blaha. Lamerell coming in right now. I guess keep an eye on him. He has a pink towel hanging out of the back of his pants. There's uh, some pink socks out there in honor of uh, Breast Cancer Awareness here. October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Double tight ends to the T formation here. Second down now and seven. Owasa with it. Trailing it. 21-13. Here's the snap. Counterplay coming this way. It's uh, Lamrell and he runs into a man first. That was Peyton Norton breaking up that play, slowing things down. Steinecker was in on the hit along with Scout Jones was there. Also over here, number 15 in on that hit, Tucker Woodruff. Yeah, real good defense. And, you know, even if you don't make that initial tackle, I mean, just changing the direction of the runner sometimes can change the entire co- scope of the play. Oh, without a doubt. You know, I mean, that was Great a... job right there by Norris. Yeah, Norton did a great job Norton. on that. Norton, hey, Norton. <laughs> <laughs> to the right, split backfield here for Owasso. Big third down play. Play action pass. Cavaliers have pretty good coverage to start with, and it's knocked away. Ball was batted over there by Scout Jones. So they fooled him a couple times with that little rollout play action, but that time nothing doing. The Cavaliers had good coverage. So it brings up fourth down again here for the Trojans. What a sequence we had just a couple of minutes ago. Trojans looking like they were going in for a potential 
possibility of tying the game up or actually taking the lead at that time. Yeah. They were only down by a point. They fumbled the ball on fourth or on second down and goal from the four, and the Cavaliers got the ball on a fumble, and then Gabe Bombshin took it in from 95 yards out. So here we go. Fourth down and six from the 34. They try to draw Crun offsides again. Let's see if Pringle calls his final timeout, and he does. The Cavaliers have scouted, and they were well prepared for that, uh, that play call. So clock is stopped with 2.54 to go here in the half. 21-13, Corona leads it over Owasso. River Bend Bowl is proud to support Owasso and Corona high school football and local youth athletics to strike out drugs and spare our kids. Riverbend has weekly activities for bowlers of all ages. They have senior bowling, men's, mixed leagues, and open bowling all week long. Plus, scotch doubles are always a hit. Riverbend Bowl, the perfect venue for a celebration, whether it's a birthday party. Riverbend Bowl will make your event truly special. You can get all the details at riverbendbowl.com or call 743-5870. Riverbend Bowl, 1001 North Shiawassee Street in Corona. Backed by over 80 years' experience, your local Culligan man has the perfect solution for your family. Family's water treatment needs. Waz, Culligan, and Owasso knows mid-Michigan water. Call them today for a free, no-obligation water test. Culligan combines local expertise with industry-leading technology, research, and innovation. Want to say goodbye to bad taste, chlorine, and impurities in your drinking water? Enjoy healthy, high-quality water from Waz, Culligan, and Owasso. Owasso, Culligan. CulliganOwasso.com today. Give your people Culligan water. Well, here's Hunter Blaha on fourth down. He throws it downfield in a long completion. Gives him the first down and some of that momentum back. But we have a penalty flag on the field. Not sure who it's on. It looks like they were pointing to Corona, but not 100% sure. That was Noah Kreitz on the reception. Illegal man downfield. Oh, another killer for the Trojans bar. Oh, man. Big fourth down completion, and it's all for naught. Unbelievable. Well, we again encourage you to hit me up with some tweets, right? That's at Ted Fatel. We got Aaron's at Aaron Splaney. Says, uh, love you guys. Best high school football broadcaster. Well, I like him already. I got a question. What do you think about Michigan State's offense? Do you think they are killing their defense? Well, I don't know. Michigan State has an offense? Actually, I don't, I don't really think their offense has played all that bad. I mean, you know, they've had some bad luck with a couple of running backs going in the transfer portal. I think yeah. uh, Lewerke's played pretty decent. You know, I've been more concerned with the Michigan offense, but uh, I don't know. I think, uh, I think we're going to see what Michigan State's all about here in the next couple of weeks. On the road tomorrow in Wisconsin, Corona calls timeout. And if you want to send a comment along, whether you like us or don't like us, hit me up on Twitter at Ted Fatel. Potholes are nobody's friend, especially if they're in your driveway or lot. When you need the right company for the job, think easy. Easy Asphalt's your local choice for fixing potholes, resurfacing, sealing, crack filling, parking lot striping, and complete asphalt paving. Call Ernie today for your free estimate for all your asphalt needs. 989-413-4807. That's 989-413-4807. Choosing the right company is easy. Easy Asphalt, a proud supporter of high school sports and the Hornets on Z92.5 The Castle. So you got to follow. From... Hornets fans. Yeah, well, we got the Hornets are rolling tonight right now. Who are they playing tonight? Chesanine. That's another backyard brawl. 
That's a nice little league over there, that yeah. Michigan Conference. I mean, you've heard me talk about it. Before. Oh, yeah. I love a Wasso and Corona <laughs> playing, but uh, I think Corona should be a part of that league. This is, the, this is what? The 19th time Owasso's played Corona, and don't get me wrong, I love doing these games. It's the first time they played against each other in the same league, same division. Yeah. In a long time, right? Absolutely. Maybe the old Michigan Conference, but I think Owasso was A and Corona was B. You're right. Here's Blaha on fourth down, oh. throws one down the far sideline, up high, incomplete. Hunter Blaha wanted to roughing the passer penalty. Nick Steinecker brought him down and forced the pass, but it's incomplete and turned over on downs back to Corona. And uh, I'll say the tale of the first half right now is Owasso's really been killing themselves. Yeah, I, you know, they've all of a sudden started to hit those penalties again. And uh, that fumble, you know, I mean, that's, that's what it's all, all been their problem pretty much all season long. Penalties and turnovers. You can't do it. No, absolutely right. Well, it's 8 o'clock Castle time. You're listening to WJSZ, Ashley Owasso, your longtime home of high school sports here in mid-Michigan. And we got ourselves a good one tonight, ladies and gentlemen. PFCU is a proud sponsor of broadcast between Owasso and Corona High School football. There's no better time than now to get ready for Michigan's winter, whether you need a new set of tires to winterize your home, or this is the area. Hit the snowmobile trails in a new sled. Oh, we got something going on. Yeah. <laughs> Peyton Norton with the runaround right end gets first down yardage, takes it into Owasso territory. Go ahead and finish that important spot. Well, you know, snowmobiles, I mean, there's all kinds of stuff you can do with a local low-rate loan from PFCU. Stop by any of their 13 convenient locations or just give them a call. Plus, it's always easy to apply online at pfcuforme.com. That's pfcu, the number four, me.com. All funds federally insured by the NCUA. I was just in there today myself. Great people over there. First and ten. Corona with it. Norton, play action. Flings one over here this way to Steinecker and nothing doing there. Wassel read that perfectly. Again, not going to be critical on the coaching staff at all. Yeah, Steinecker brought down for a short gain, if anything, there. That was Lambro bring him down, but you got a guy six foot seven with pretty good speed. Why not throw it down the sideline to him in one on one? I don't get it. I don't. You know? I don't get it at all. I mean, you got Calvin Johnson, and you know, You're right? Again, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna question it because I'm not there day in and day out. Sure, but but still, he's lined up down here on the near side of the field. Lambro in one on one coverage. They'll send a man in motion. Fisher Morris the opposite way. Gets around the left end, get a block in front of him, and it gets it to about the 35-yard line. That one looked like it was going to break a long way, and Owasso closed it up in a hurry. Noah Kreitz was there. Also, Colton Blaha in on that tackle. Clock moving with a minute 13 to go till half. Keep it here at halftime as we'll have this week in high school sports presented by the MHSA. Here's on the turf. Norton bobbled the... Shotgun snap, fumbles it as the rain comes down, and Owasso recovers it. And, you know, that was a crucial play right there for the Trojans. You could not allow Corona to score. Corona scores on this drive right here, getting the ball back at the beginning of the second. It's over. You're right, especially now with the rain coming down. It's coming down hard right at the moment. Owasso, no timeouts. They burned all three of theirs. Corona still with a couple. Cavaliers lead at 21-13. to Trojan Band getting ready to entertain the crowd here. You can't keep them off the field. They're undefeated. Split backfield. 
Flanker left this time, going right to left to Wasso. Just a fullback dive, running back breaks a tackle at the line of scrimmage, gets about six or seven on that carry. Takes it across the 40. Kreitz again? I think that was Kreitz. Down to 45 seconds to go here in the first half of play. Hunter Blaha looking over that line of scrimmage. He hands it off to Lamerell. Coming this way. Is that Lamerell? Double check it, but the ball carrier doesn't get much yardage, and they keep him in bounds. That was Lamerell. Yeah, great job by Tucker Woodruff to string that play out. He's got a little bit of assistance from Steinecker, but yep. Woodruff really showed some uh, some patience on that play and a little bit of speed, too. Well, he strung it out and also tackled him in bounds. Yeah. So Pringle sends Blaha back in there. They're not in any major rush right now. Ten seconds to go in the half. Double tight. T formation. Oh, the running back breaks a tackle. That's Colton Blaha. Stiff arms a man. And then he's brought down, so that'll end the, well, that should end the first half. There's zeros on the clock. I thought there maybe it was one second up on the clock. And now with the first down? Yeah, they'll stop it with the first down, but once they set the chains, Owasa won't be able to get it off. I mean, they're saying, the fans are getting all hyper about it and saying you got one second to go, but If you want to get a playoff, you better be lined up. Once the ref puts the ball down, you got to snap. Yeah, they're they're heading towards the tunnel here. Right. I think the refs are right there. There is one second on the first down, but no, that that gave Owasso an opportunity. Well, now, oh, they don't snap it. What the heck is going on? That's the end of the first half. Yeah, it's like impossible. They throw the ball up, ball's knocked away, but that play didn't count. That was the last play of the first half. So a good one here from Wilman Field. 21 to 13, Corona leads it. And before we go back to the studios, we want you to listen to a few more spots right here in the press box. What if everyone cared like family? At Memorial Healthcare, they understand the power of compassion and are committed to being there for your family. That's why they have a location right around the corner with excellent providers you can trust. People who know you as neighbors because this is more than helping patients. This is family. With 26 satellite offices located throughout Shiawassee County and several surrounding counties, including Saginaw, Clinton, Ingham, and Genesee, you can find a provider that's right for you and your family by visiting memorialhealthcare.org. Broadcast of tonight's game is a copyrighted presentation of the Michigan High School Athletic Association and WJSZFM. No reproduction, retransmission, or other distribution of the descriptions or accounts of this game can take place without the express written consent of the MHSAA, Z92.5, The Castle, and Sportsnet Michigan. Your number one St. John's Red Wings fans, Auto Owners Insurance, and Allaby and Brubaker Insurance Agency is a winning combination. They'll work with you to insure your home, auto, business, and life to keep everything you value safe, sound, secure. Auto Owners Insurance, the no-problem people. Visit them in St. John's in East Lansing or online at abins.com. Allaby and Brubaker Insurance is your local independent auto owner's agent and a proud supporter of high school sports on Z92.5 The Castle. It's the rah-rah home team extravaganza only at Signature Ford Noazzo. Right now, lease a new 2019 Ford F-150 XLT Crew Cab. Talking about a four-wheel drive. From only $169 a month, and you can lease a new 2019 Ford Escape four-wheel drive from only $159 a month. 
Ford Red Carpet Lease 4419 Do It Signing. See dealer for details. Signature is the lowest price around and they deliver right to your door. It's Signature Ford in Owasso's rah-rah home team extravaganza. Stop in tomorrow or visit online at SigAutoGroup.com. And I want to remind everybody, Signature Ford, we will be broadcasting live on our sister station tomorrow morning starting at 8.30 right from the armory, getting everybody ready for Oktoberfest. That's 103.9 The Fox. 103.9 right? The Fox. You know, I used to work at that station before it was The Fox. It was uh, WMZX. WMZX, absolutely. Remember that? Uh-huh. All right, well, join Bart tomorrow morning and, uh, you know, big Oktoberfest festivities in town uh, this weekend. It's uh, become quite an event, so so get into Owasso and help support the local businesses and be a big part of Oktoberfest. Well, Trojan Band onto the field, and before we send things back to George, take a listen to this. Uh, I want to remind everybody the player of the game tonight will be brought to you by Three Point Podcast. Three guys, three generations, three hot takes. Listen to the latest show immediately following tonight's game. And, of course, the drive of the game brought to you by Young Chevrolet Cadillac Buick GMC on M21 in Owasso, saluting all mid-Michigan athletes. Drive on in or go online at youngautosales.com. And, Ted, I think we both know what way I'm leaning so far. <laughs> I think so, too. Well, we'll be, uh, we'll be back here for second-half action in just a few. It's 21-13. to 13. Corona leads it over Owasso right here live on Z92.5. There's one good thing about summer being over. Oktoberfest in Owasso, presented by Fortitude Outdoor Fitness and Venue. The polka music sounds sweeter and the beer tastes better. Friday, October 11th and Saturday, October 12th in Owasso. The Beer Garden opens at 3 on Friday with the ceremonial tapping of the keg. There's a beer run 5K walk and run. The St. Julian VIP wine tasting party. And then from 5 to 11.30, dance to live music with Lenny Gamolka and the Chicago Push. Plus the polka ride. On Saturday, the beer garden opens at high noon. Children's activities are from 1 to 3 p.m. on the Armory Lawn. And happy hours from 1 to 3 p.m. with buy one, get one free admission to the beer garden. Polka returns with Lenny Gamolka and the Chicago Push, plus New Brass Express from 2 till 8 on Saturday. And new this year, Rocktoberfest kicks off Saturday at 9 with 80s and 90s cover band Bachelors Since Breakfast. It's Oktoberfest 2019. Beer, dancing, authentic German food, great music, and fun. October 11th and 12th in downtown Owasso. For more information, visit Oktoberfest in Owasso on Facebook. Owasso Oktoberfest. That's good. What's in the backpack, Caleb? Paper, pencils, calculator, and my fast age car wash and oil change coupons. So I can get brownie points with the teachers. Fast Eddie's is teaming up with Fuel Jewels, where we will donate a portion of the proceeds for the month of October to breast cancer awareness. Fuel Jewels is the only time-release fuel treatment that lasts up to 6,000 miles, restores fuel mileage, removes water, boosts octane, lubricates and cleans along the way, and saves you money while supporting a great cause. Fast Eddie also does preventative maintenance, like transmission and coolant flushes, fuel filter, air filter, wiper blades, and headlight replacement, and much more. And we're schooling the competition with our low prices. Fast Eddie's Car Wash and Oil Change Centers are your one-stop shop for all your vehicle's needs. See your local Fast Eddie's Car Wash and Oil Change Center for great fall savings on our quality products and services. With 16 locations throughout Michigan, there is one near you. Fast Eddie's, a name you can trust. 
Hi, this is Emily Cramble, Education and Outreach Manager at AgriLiquid. I wanted to take a moment to invite you to the IQ Hub. The IQ Hub is a center for agricultural history, innovation, and exploration. The IQ Hub is filled with educational and interactive exhibits, which will take guests through the history of agriculture. Visiting groups have ranged from high school environmental classes to Girl Scout troops and everything in between. Programs range from farm-to-fork demonstrations, soil chemistry workshops, and field-to-fitness presentations. The IQ Hub is a nonprofit organization that operates on donations and grants, so there is no admission fee. Transportation grants are also available to help make the IQ Hub visits affordable. The IQ Hub is located at 1130 South DeWitt Road. It is open to the public from 9 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. Monday through Friday and Saturdays by appointment only. For more information about the IQ Hub, please visit us at www.iqhubag.org or call us at 989-227-3847. Pouring it on, golf changes, and to your health, your mental health. It's all next on This Week in High School Sports, powered by Michigan Student Aid, Michigan's go-to resource for student financial aid. Hi again, everyone. I'm John Johnson, and welcome to This Week in High School Sports. The two-time defending individual champion in Division I girls cross country in the Upper Peninsula, Nagani's Emily Papour, is off to another great start this season. She set a meet record at the Tracy Strom Invitational in Ishwaming a couple of weeks ago with a 19.29, and then last Saturday, running in the prestigious Division I field at the always tough Portage Invitational. She trimmed nearly a minute off of that time for a personal best 18.31 and finished ninth against a field of the best Lower Peninsula runners coming from schools two to six times the size of Nagani, but it almost didn't happen as an illness nearly forced her to the sideline this season. We weren't sure what sickness I had. We kind of thought it was mono for a while, so they didn't want me running on it. Having that thought go through my mind that I wasn't going to be able to run for the rest of the season and I wasn't going to be able to finish my senior year, and then, like, I guess I take it for granted sometimes, and it made me realize how lucky I am to be able to run and use my guess, I guess. Papoor led her school to the Division I girls track crown in the UP last year, and she swept the 800, 1600, and 3200 meter races. You can read more about Emily Papoor on the second half page of the MHSCA website. Our This Week game balls go out to Caden Curry of Martin, who rushed for 251 yards and five touchdowns to lead the Clippers to a win last week over Bridgman in eight-player football, and the girls' tennis team at Marquette, which ended the five-year reign of Nagani by winning the Upper Peninsula Division I girls' tennis crown last week, capturing two singles and two double flights along the way. Back with more in a moment, you're listening to This Week in High School Sports. Need money for college? You need my student aid. My Student Aid is the go-to resource that helps Michigan families find money to pay for college. Plus, they'll guide you through the financial aid process and answer any questions you have. For grants, scholarships, and more, connect with My Student Aid. Helping make college affordable for everyone. Learn more at michigan.gov slash mistudentaid. Our weekly Be the Referee feature takes a look at the fine art of officiating with Sam Davis. Even though golf rules are mostly on the integrity of the players, there are several MHSAA enacted changes that take effect this year. One allows for the use of cell phones to call a coach or meet administrator for health and safety issues, the inputting of live scores, to contact the rules officials with questions, and to use as a distance measuring device. Dedicated distance finder devices will also be allowed for use in MHSAA tournament play. Another new local rule caps the maximum score per hole 
at 12 stroke in tournament activity. Thanks, Sam. You can be a referee. Visit the MHSAA website now to register. Nowadays, when we talk about the health and safety of young people in high school sports, we're touching on topics much more diverse than when any of us played 20, 30, 40, or 50 years ago. Of late, concussions have occupied a lot of our attention, but there's growing concern nationally about the mental health of our young people playing the games. It's something that's getting more and more attention. The MHSEA was a sponsor just this week to a conference which drew over 600 student-athletes to Lansing to discuss the bevy of mental health issues that are now out there. And in its preseason rules meetings for coaches in all sports, the MHSEA is including a message from the Be Nice initiative of the Mental Health Foundation of West Michigan. The Be Nice messaging includes some star power behind it with coaches from Michigan State and the University of Michigan, Tom Izzo, Mark D'Antonio, Carol Hutchins, and Jim Harbaugh. And former Detroit Lions quarterback Eric Hippel is on board. He's a nationally known advocate for mental health issues. Now, we're not telling you anything new when we say that kids are under all kinds of pressures these days. Student-athletes also bear additional pressures that represent what the out-of-control world of athletics has become. What we've seen happen and heard stories of from many high-profile athletes is taking place every day right in front of us, and we don't even know it's happening. And it's not a stretch to say where it starts. The number one reason kids play high school sports is because it's fun. And the number one reason they get out or burn out is that it stopped being fun. We need to do everything we can to keep making these games fun for kids and keep them engaged for as long as we can in a positive, healthy way. Be Nice and similar programs give us things to watch for in our student-athletes. How much different than looking for the telltale signs of concussion? And how important it is to respond, respond quickly, and literally save a young person's life. You've been listening to This Week in High School Sports, powered by Michigan Student Aid, a production of the MHSEA Network. Thanks for joining us, everyone. I'm John Johnson. We'll see you next time. People tend to describe farmers as steady and hardworking, but we're also the riskiest gamblers out there. As a farmer, my livelihood depends on the weather. That's why I bought farm insurance from Auto Owners Insurance, to protect my equipment, livestock, and everything else. My local agent lives right in my community and is here for me, no matter what. Call CLH Insurance Agency in Owasso today, 989-725-7134, or visit clh-insurance.com. Right now, the Home Depot makes replacing your old carpet easy. With more styles and colors to choose from, there's no better time to buy. With free installation on any carpet purchase of $499 or more. All by licensed local pros. Backed for life. Today is the day for doing and saving with free carpet installation. Only at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. For a limited time, $4.99 minimum purchase required. Typically $6.99. For license information, visit homedepot.com slash license numbers. Valid through November 6, 2019. ADP isn't just in the payroll business. We're in the people business. Helping companies find them, train them, and empower them by clearing the way for them to do their best work. Because when your people thrive, your business thrives with them. HR, talent, time, benefits, and payroll. Informed by data and designed for people so you and your company can achieve what you're working for. Learn more at design.adp.com. All right, welcome back to Wilman Field. It's 21 to 13. Corona leads it over Owasso, and uh, 
Bart, I'll tell you what, we'll give a recap of the scoring and the stats, but first let's uh, hear a few more words from our advertisers while I have, we have some time here to get their messages out. Oh, absolutely. Well, uh, be listening for the drive of the game, and I think the drive of the game could actually happen here at the beginning of the third, but uh, the drive of the game brought to you by Young Chevrolet Cadillac Buick GMC on M21 in Owasso, saluting all mid-Michigan athletes. Drive on in or go online at youngautosales.com, and of course the player of the game brought to you by Three Point Podcast. Three guys, three generations, three hot takes. Listen to the latest show immediately following tonight's game. And uh, how about Karen Assista Corona, passionate about providing the quality care for your loved ones at home. Karen Assist knows caring means more than kindness. It means having aides that are trained for the specific needs of their that also ensures they're prepared for their clients' unpredictable lives. The expert staff can see to your loved one's homemaking, personal care, medication management, and geriatric needs. Karen Assist also provides respite to many families in Shiawassee and surrounding counties. Karen Assist, 101 South Shiawassee Street in Corona. Call 989-277-0915 or visit online at karenassist.com. And if your car becomes a victim of deer collision, it's that time of year, I oh, tell you. Uh, KP Auto Body in St. John's will get you back on the road fast. They can handle foreign or domestic models, and they work with all insurance companies. Their certified technicians can handle complete paint and glasswork, auto framework, and complete mechanical repairs. Plus, they'll give you a free loaner with service. They work with Hetler's Towing, so you get 24-7 dependable service. KP Auto Body and Hetler's Towing, proud sponsors of high school sports on Z92.5 The Castle. And Cadwalder Lord Hahn, your local full-service auto owner's insurance agent. Call 725-7134. Saved by insuring your home, business, lifeboat, or car with no problem, auto owner's insurance agent, CLH Insurance. 200 West Exchange in Owasso. Call 725-7134 or visit them online at clh-insurance.com. CLH Insurance, a proud sponsor of high school sports on Z92.5 The Castle, wishes all area high school athletes good luck this season. Well, I'm Ted Fattel with Bart Matthews, and uh, as I mentioned previously, follow me on Twitter at Ted Fattel, and if you have any comments, both good or bad, why not send it along on Twitter? We'll uh, definitely get an acknowledgement to you if you prefer to email. Or you can just call George and why. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Apparently we have one unhappy fan with us in Chicago, and we'll just leave it there. You can't make everybody happy, I guess. This part of halftime is brought to you by Alderman's and Lennon, Allaby and Brubaker Insurance, Appleby Oil and Propane, Bex Trailer, Superstar and Service Center, and Care and Assist. Corona leads it here at the half, 21-13. to 13. Owasso jumped on the board first. 9.24 to go in the first quarter on a 64-yard run by Colton Blaha. Point after was good by Noah Jaffrey. They took a 7-0 lead. Krona came right back. 9.07 to go shortly after that first play from scrimmage. A 58-yard run by Fisher Morris. Morris capped it with a PAT, tied it up at 7. Then Owasso, 23-yard pass from Hunter Blaha to Taylor Lamro with 3.36 to go in the first. Gave them the lead, but the PAT was blocked. The Trojans took a 13-7 lead. Then in the second quarter, Corona two scores, a 35-yard Wyatt Kriego counterplay. That came with 10.40 to go in the half. And then after the Trojans, a critical fumble, second down and goal from their own four-yard line, or from the Corona four-yard line, they coughed it up. Corona got the ball back, first play, end around sweep, 
95-yard run by Gabe Bombshin, the PAT by Fisher Morris, 23-13. Corona, how about stats, Bart? Well, I tell you, the one stat that I wish we were able to keep, Ted, is uh, time of possession because I think Owasso was probably uh, pretty dominant in that. That's pretty darn close. Owasso's got 272 total yards to Corona's 234, but uh, out of those 272, 235 of that on the ground, of course, for the Trojans, being led by Colton Blaha, 12 carries, 117 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, Hunter Blaha, three carries, 69 yards, uh, with a fumble. And then uh, Taylor Lamoureux, 10 carries for 40 yards, and Noah Kreitz, three carries for nine yards. Uh, Hunter Blaha, only two of six for 37 yards, but one of those uh, completions was a 23-yard touchdown. For Corona, they are being led by... Uh, uh, Fisher Morris on the ground, only three carries, but 71 yards, including that big 58-yard scoring run. And uh, then Wyatt Kriego, one carry for 35 yards and a touchdown. Uh, and, of course, Bomchin, Nick Gabe Bomchin, uh, one carry for 95 yards, 210 total yards on the ground for the Cavs. And uh, Peyton, uh, Peyton Norton, three of, or, I'm sorry, four of seven for 34 yards, uh, 200. 234 yards total for Corona, 272 for Owasso. But like I said, Ted, the big thing, time of possession, Owasso very dominant in that. But a couple of, uh, well, a key turnover and uh, some, some very costly penalties. Well, as you well. called it right before half, too, when Corona turned it over. If they would have scored there, yeah. Owasso was in real trouble because the rain really has been coming down since that point. The middle of the field is a quagmire right now, and here is the second half kick. Corona has it. About the 25, and Hunter McCorkle brings it up to about the 30. So the Cavaliers will have it first and 10 from their own 30. Sportsnet Michigan has thousands of high school uh, game radio broadcasts going all the way back to 1985. For example, check out the posted games right here at Three Point Podcast. For more info, message Ted Fatel on Twitter, at Ted Fatel. That's it. So send your comments along. You can do it during the game, and uh, if, if I get them, I'll read your comments, good or bad. That goes for Chris in Chicago. Chris! Come on, Chris. Show us some love here, brother. Lighten up. Corona with the ball. It is definitely going to be a mud fest here in this second half. Corona gets it. They hand it off this time to number two. Oh, Porter geez, Steeman. He's he has breaking the 40, it. the 50, the 40, the 30, the 20, the 10. He's going to be going to the pylon. He takes it to the house. So a 69-yard run by Porter Zeman to start the second half off. Yeah, and it's almost like maybe uh, maybe it was a little too slippery for Owasso's defense to catch up to him right there. I mean, he just had some wheels on that, but... Boy, oh boy, I mean, just nobody anywhere near him. I mean, look at the mud out here. Well, did you notice how he was running, too? He was yeah. taking those kind of short, choppy yeah. steps he got to yep. do. You take long strides, you're going down. So Porter Zeman, though, 69-yard run, puts Crun up 27-13, to 13, and we got sheets of rain coming down. Here's the PAT. It is up, and it is good by Fisher Morris. So hang on, folks. We're early in the second half as Kyle Robinson comes out to give high fives. 11.40 to go in the third, 28-13, Corona. You look forward to retirement as your time to relax. But now that it's here, it turns out relaxation is overrated, and you'd rather go back to work with an idea of your own. Wells Fargo Advisors can help. 
For more than 125 years, they've created wealth management and investment strategies aimed at achieving their clients' personal financial goals. When retirement plans change course, turn to Wells Fargo Advisors. Together, you'll go far. Call the Schluckbeer Hood Wealth Management Group of Wells Fargo Advisors at 989-725-8131. Wells Fargo Advisors is a trade name used by Wells Fargo Clearing Services, LLC, member SIPC. Well, all of a sudden, 28 to 13, and I barely got it out of my mouth. <laughs> you know, Owasso did a good job stopping them right before half and then to give up that long touchdown yeah. run. That's another back-breaking play right there that the Cavs were able to put on Owasso. Well, let's see if Owasso continue that solid running game over 200 yards on the ground in the first half. Here's Fisher Morris's boot. He kicks it out here, fielded at about the 15-yard line, 20-yard line, 30. So the receiver brings it upfield. That was Taylor Lamroll and takes it up to about the 30. So Owasso will have it first and 10. Corona Public Schools offers everything a family could want in a school district. Safe buildings, nationally recognized career and technical education programs, plus teachers who create lifelong relationships with students and families. Corona Schools have high nationally ranked test scores, reading and math programs, award-winning band, art, and first robotics programs, vocational programs, and many extracurricular and high-achieving athletic opportunities. Find out why more than 40% of area families pick Corona as their school of choice. Visit online at corona.k12.mi.us. 28-13, Corona leads it. T formation, Owasa with the ball. Hunter Blaha hands it off. Power play coming this way. Cavaliers do a pretty good job stringing things out. I think that was Lamarell again on the carry. A little power play trying to follow Colton Blaha this way. Kept him inbounds. Clock will continue to run. Early on here in the second half, we've got waves of rain now periodically. It was in the forecast for the whole night. It held off till right about when the band came out. Mm-hmm. Owasso with the ball going right to left, wearing the navy blue uniforms and helmets. They have the winged-style Michigan helmets with the gold fronts and the white stripes. Hunter Blaha at quarterback, double tight ends, T formation. This time he hands it off to... Colton Blaha trying to run the power play right, and he is stacked up at the line. Looked like big number 52, Alex Schwab. First one there for Corona. Also helping out Porter Zeman. And it's raining harder now here at Wilman Field. They're in that point of the field right between the 35s yeah. where it looks really slick. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of the grass has kind of been chopped down by all the, all the cleats on it. I think they play quite a bit of soccer here too, don't yes. they? Yes. And, of course, the younger grades, ninth and JV. So third down and one. Trojans with it from the 38. We're still pretty early in the second half, a couple minutes in. Long way to go in this one. Double tights, T formation. Hunter Blaha takes it. This time Lamro gets the carry, has first down yardage, only a yard or two, but it's enough to move the chains. And definitely see some slipping going on out yeah. there. Looks like one of the tight ends came downfield and lost his footing. So that'll move the chains. Owasso will have it. They're trying to keep the ball as dry as possible. I'll tell you, man, back when I played, it was fun playing in these kind of conditions. As long as you're not getting the lightning and thunder, Uh it was fun playing in the mud, man. Did they stop the games for lightning and thunder when you were in high school? You know, I don't remember. I Gotta believe they did, but I don't think I've ever, I was ever part of a game that got stopped because of that. 
Here's a ball carrier with maybe a yard gain between right guard and tackle that time. Some pretty good sportsmanship. That was Colton Blaha, number nine for Owasso, helped up by Scout Jones for the Cavaliers, who was the first tackler there. Second down and about eight. He got a couple yards officially on that. One nice thing for us, the wind is coming from the west, so it's blowing the rain a little bit away from us so we right. can keep this window open without getting wet. Our counterparts <laughs> over there are not so lucky. Not so much. <laughs> but they do have a concession stand right underneath them. No, I feel a, sorry for the folks having to work that. That's a bonus. Here's Hunter Blaha trying to get around the right end. There you can see yeah. the slippery field he conditions. He just could not keep his feet on that. No, and if you're a fast runner like the Blaha boys, you want that track to be as fast as you can. And right now it is slick. Trying to play catch up with the T formation. It can be done, but you gotta you gotta score, you know, most possessions. Uh. Well, you got you got plenty of time. That's right. And I, you know, I would think that uh, these types of conditions would probably maybe negate a little bit of what uh, Corona tries to do with that spread. Right. You know, I mean, run power football up the middle, and you know, three yards and a puddle of mud. Right. But on the other side of the coin, too, Owasso, if they want to have some success, they're probably going to have to just try and pound it up the middle, and the Cavaliers right. are stacking that box. Yeah. They're going to run a little play action here. Hunter Blah try to pass out here this way little mix up there as his receiver had no clue where he was going with it. Yeah, I think that was intended for Keegan Potter and I didn't so. see it was happening. This part of the game brought to you by the Corona Public Schools, CLH Insurance, Easy Asphalt, Fast Eddies, Feral Street Trimming, and Removal. Boy, I'll tell you what, one nice thing about uh, what we have tonight, we got tons of sponsors yeah. that really stepped on board and we do appreciate that. Referee had thrown a flag, but I think it just slipped out of his pants, so he picked it up and waved off the penalty flag. So it'll be fourth down in seven. And this is always a dangerous time, too, when you're doing special teams of the field in this kind of condition. Hunter McCorkle goes deep for the Cavaliers. He's standing right around his own 20-yard line. Taylor Lamro will punt it for Owasso. The longer they mess around out here, the more likely the ball is going to get wet. Here's a snap, pretty decent. Lamro kicks it up, and it just goes out of bounds, way on the far side of the field. Corona will get it in pretty good field position after this, leading at 28-13 with just under eight to go in the third. Save now during the fall sales event at Beck's Trailer Superstore. With 1,300 trailers on 45 acres, Beck's offers America's largest trailer selection, so you'll find the trailer that fits your needs and your budget. During Beck's fall sales event, save on hundreds of open and enclosed trailers. Plus, take advantage of their easy financing program with payments from $69 a month with approved credit. They work with many local and national lenders to get to the best rate and lowest payment. For the best selection of the best trailers at unbeatable prices, call Beck's or visit Beck'sTrailerStore.com. So Corona with it, first and 10 from their own 35. Peyton Norton. Shortens up the offense a little bit, gives it to Nick Yarmuth going between left guard and tackle and gets about four or five yards on that try. Takes it right up to about the 40-yard line. But they're going to get a penalty flag against the Cavaliers. They're going to call holding. So if you're a Wasso, you definitely mark them back here. Yeah. Well, we did have one tweet asked us about Michigan State's offense. They were going to have their hands full playing uh, probably the best team in the West side of the Big Ten, Wisconsin yeah. in Madison tomorrow. Michigan, you never can count out the Illini at home, but Michigan should take care of business tomorrow. <laughs> Maybe they can get that offense figured out. 
Lovey Smith over at Illinois. Yeah. Yeah. Just had a long count, and it's going to be offsides on Owasso. So the Trojans, giving that those yards back. You know, when you're a team trying to trying to fight your ah. way back into respectability, you just can't give the other team freebies. Ah. Corona did a really good job of settling down in the first half. I mean, they had some some kind of goofy penalties themselves, but they've kind of settled down. Owasso just seems like they've always got this penalty bug. So it'll be first down and 14. Corona with it at their own 31-yard line. Going left to right. Here's Peyton Norton. Pitches it over here to Nick Yarmuth. Stiff arms one man at the 30, and then his knife down. Good tackle by Noah Kreitz. Got about three or four there around the right end. Yeah, if you can get outside, I mean, you get to, towards the near part of the field, it looks like there's a couple of nice patches to run. Yeah. And it's hard to grab a hold of somebody in this kind of condition still. Oh, it really is. For $550. $50, $50, $530. Nice. Usually it'd be even higher than that if we didn't have bad weather in yeah. the forecast. Let's see. It'll be second down and nine after that run by Yarmouth. They'll bring Fisher Morris over here in the slot. Nick Steinecker lined up near the sideline. Two wideouts the other way. So Corona empties the backfield. Man goes in motion, Fisher Morris. They hand it to him running left. Cuts back upfield and gets about three or four. Ted Hunt and Elijah Voss in on the tackle there for Owasso. Clock continues to move midway through the third quarter. The Cavaliers lead it 28-13. With Bart Matthews, I'm Ted Fatale. Gorgeous George back at the studios, keeping us on the air, answering the phones. Handling the complete department. <laughs> Norton comes up under center for a moment, calling out the play. There'll be two wideouts on the far side, two here this way. The Cavs got a tight end in there now. They fake it. They're going to set up a pass. Another screen over the middle. It's complete to Wyatt Kriego. Has room. 45-50. 45-40, takes it down to about the 35-yard line. Another great play call by Kyle Robinson, setting up that little bubble screen over the middle. Trojans coming through real hard, trying to get to the quarterback. Yeah, what did you call that before, the sucker screen? Sucker screen. It really was right there. I mean, great job of sucking in the Owasso defense on that. And hitting Kriego right there and a big 38, or I'm sorry, 28-yard gain. 28-13, Corona on top. A touchdown here could make it extremely difficult for the Trojans. Some of the crowd kind of filing out already having enough of this weather. It's been raining hard here this entire second half. A lot of umbrellas are set up, and first time I've seen somebody set up a canopy awning in the middle of the stands. Here's Corona with just a dive play. The running back, oh, doing a nice job. Wow. Breaking a couple of tackles, and then finally is brought down at about the 15-yard line. Boy, that was a great run there. Scout Jones just kind of finding his spot. Again, doing the short short uh, shuffle of the feet. Real patient run right there, too. I mean, he waited for his blocks to get set up. And once he did that, he was able to make a couple of nice cuts as well. 28-13 to Cavs. I think we're going to get an Owasso timeout. They definitely want to make some defensive adjustments. So timeout on the field. As I said, 28-13, Corona leads it with 4.58 to go. 
When Mother Nature leaves you broken branches or toppled trees, call Farrell's Tree Trimming and Removal. Farrell's does tree work in all four seasons, has three certified arborists on staff, and offers the latest technology in tree health care. They also sell firewood year-round and are licensed by the Michigan Department of Agriculture. Check them out online at farrellstree.com or call 989-862-4453. Experienced, equipped, insured. Farrell's Tree Trimming and Removal. When it comes to insurance, you really want... Uh, let's take a break here. I don't want Chris to miss out on a play. Right. By the way, he did call back and said he appreciated us uh, noting <laughs> the concern, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Hey, you know. Hey, somebody's listening. That's all right. Hopefully we're doing a better job for you. George, I know you're handling your business back there, man. We're proud of you. Look at this. Cavaliers line up in the wishbone first time all year long. They pitch it back this time to Scout Jones around the left end. He takes it into the end zone. 14-yard run out of the wishbone. That kind of a cool-looking throwback play right there. Reminded me, of a, reminded me of the old Big 8 football. Yeah. <laughs> a nice run right there Jack by Milford. Scout Jones. And, uh, you know, Corona, I think, is uh, that may be a, what's called a coffin nail. Well, it's still a long way to go, but it's it's looking more that way. Like I said, it's going to be tough now for the Trojans, trailing at 34-13. to 13. Here's the snap. It's put down. Nice job by Norton to get it down. The kick is up. And the kick is good by Fisher Morris. So the Cavaliers take a 35-13 lead over Owasso. 4.51 to go here in the third. When it comes to insurance, you really want an agent who cares about you. Oaks Fisher Insurance is a family-owned independent insurance agency offering hometown service and personal attention for all your personal and business needs. Whether it's auto, farm, home, life, business, or annuities, Oaks Fisher Insurance is the policy you need. Located at 322 North Water in Owasso, visit oaksfisher.com or call 989-723-3011. Great sponsors. Tony Young and the entire Young family salute all mid-Michigan area athletes. At Young Chevrolet Cadillac and Young Buick GMC, they know it takes teamwork to be successful. So from the Young team to your team, have a great season. Young Chevrolet Cadillac and Young Buick GMC on M21 in Owasso invite you to drive a little and save a lot. Visit them online at youngautosales.com. Young Chevrolet Cadillac and Young Buick GMC. Proud supporters of high school sports on Z92.5 The Castle. And don't forget, you can hear this replay of this ball game at Three Point Podcast. It'll be downloaded this weekend, and you can catch all our games there at Three Point Podcast and also download the show. Three guys, three different generations, definitely three different takes in the sports world. Here's the kickoff. The return brought up to about the 22-yard line by Lamerell before he was brought down. So let's see what the Trojans can do here. Matt Weiss in on the tackle. Frontal with a 35-13 lead. Uh, kind of right before half. I think really the 95-yard run. Yeah. Pretty much the story, right? After Owasso coughs it up at the four-yard line, looking like they're going to take the lead. And instead, 95 yards later, Corona not only takes the lead, but takes an eight-point lead. Uh, false start right here by the Trojans. The Trojans had like. three guys jump before the snap. And right now they're... Uh, little discombobulated. <laughs> Something like that. Absolutely. 
Here is Hunter Blaha. Throws a pass out. Knocked away. Incomplete. Intended. For, it was Hunter Blaha for Colton Blaha. We had uh, another tweet come in here. Let's see what this Does one Matt is. Weiss get a hand on that? He might have. Well drawn out play. Second and 15 for Owasso. So second and 15. 35-13. Run on top. Here's Hunter Blaha setting up a little screen pass himself. Oh. The receiver dropped it. A pretty good call. Looked like that was who to check. Ah, you know, Owasso trying to run what, Ted? The sucker screen. The sucker screen right there. I think and I may have invented that. I like that. I like the sucker screen, man. That's awesome. Uh, I think the ref might have did a pretty decent job of defending that, too, because I think... Uh, the uh, the receiver, the potential receiver, heard some footsteps, and they were definitely from the uh, the official. You might be right. But it could have been a big gain by Owasso. Oh, starting to get the breeze blown in here. Third and 15, Hunter Blaha throws a pass out behind his man, incomplete. Yeah, we'll have to kind of close the window a little bit. Oh, it's not that bad, Ted. Come oh, on. I just don't want to get my papers wet. Oh, there you go. So it brings up fourth down fourth and down. 15. So Trojans are going to be forced to punt it here. We got uh, Sean Moffitt says, who, who's going to win? That's Sean from Vernon for those of you out there. <laughs> the legendary Sean from Vernon. He's pretty concerned. Oklahoma against Texas. Red River shootout. That's the first time it's been relevant in a while. Absolutely. Maybe a good game tomorrow. Well, it's in Texas, but I think uh, Jalen Hurts has got it going. You know what no, I mean? It's always in Texas. Well, yeah, that's true. It's always used to be at the Cotton Bowl, didn't yeah. it? But I think it's Oklahoma's year, but Texas is very good. Oh, Crunup may have partially blocked. I think they oh, did. Oh, they're throwing a penalty flag. They're definitely getting an Owasso bounce, though. It goes all the way to the 35-yard line of Corona, but referee is apparently saying he didn't block it. The Corona coaching staff is going crazy over there. They're saying, wait a minute. Yeah, I mean, it did not look like it looked like a pretty pure block to me. Well, that's what I thought. There may have been some uh, some funny business after the block or something. Funny business. That's a grandparent's <laughs> term. <laughs> there would be no funny business and or monkey shines. That would be something coming from me. <laughs> the referees are going to talk it back over. Devin Pringle getting the uh, call from the referee. Kyle Robinson wanted an explanation. Got a play stoppage right now on uh, the penalty flag. Uh, it's roughing the punter. I can't remember in high school if they have running into the punter or roughing the punter automatically. What? Well, also declined it for some. So reason. yeah, so, so it must be just a running it into was the running kicker. It, yeah. Running into the kicker, and you know, also got a pretty good punt. So. So it'll be Corona with it from the 36. It's Oktoberfest weekend in Owasso. The Shiawassee Regional Chamber of Commerce invites you to join the celebration tonight in downtown Owasso. Tomorrow, the beer garden opens at high noon with happy hour from 1 to 3 with buy one, get one free admission to the beer garden. Children's activities from 1 to 3 in the Armory Lawn. Polka returns at 2 with Lenny Gamolka and the Chicago Push, plus New Brass Express. And new this year, it's Rocktoberfest. Kicks off Saturday at 9 with 80s and 90s cover band Bachelors Since Breakfast. It's Oktoberfest 2019. Beer, dancing, authentic German food, and fun in downtown Owasso. 
And, of course, we're going to be broadcasting live on our sister station. I'm talking about we're from uh, Signature Ford tomorrow from 8.30 to 10.30. Your chance to check out the all-new 2020 Ford Escape. Can have a good time with that tomorrow. Downtown Owasso, that's where Gilbert's Hardware and Appliance is located. Don't forget our sponsors, Graham Accounting, Griffin Insurance Agency, Hub Tire Center, Jacobs Insurance, and KP Auto Body. This portion of the game brought to you by those great folks. 4.38 to go. Here's Peyton Norton. Quick little pitch out on the left side to Fisher Morris. Took a little too long to develop. If that would have came out of the wishbone, that would have been a big gain. <laughs> but no gain, maybe a loss of a couple. You know, if you're Corona, I don't know if you want to be throwing the ball, pitching or not, too no. often. You know, right now, if you you play pretty conservative, you're in good shape. Use that clock. But uh, okay. yeah, you don't want to swing the ball out like that in these types not, of conditions. Not too much. Too many bad things can happen. Two wideouts each way. Corona going left to right. Norton going to go to the air for the pass out. Threw it right in the midsection. It looked like of Nick Steinecker over there at the 40-yard line. Fairly safe pass, threw it low. Nobody else could get it. Got about a five or six yard gain on that one. The clock continues to run with 3.45 to go. Peyton Norton having a pretty solid game. I don't know if he's thrown it a lot tonight, but has played pretty well in that quarterback position. He's two for two right now in this half. Uh, First half, did uh, four for seven for 34 yards. Okay, not a bad evening. Six for nine right now, yeah, absolutely. And he carries the ball this time up the middle and has first down yardage as he fights hard, close to midfield, brought down at about the 48. Kristen Keyes was there. Yeah, I think in these types of weather conditions, when it gets slippery like this, the offense definitely has the advantage. It's hard hard to chase somebody in this kind of muck. No doubt. Colton Blaha also in on that last tackle for the Trojans. 35 to 13, the Cavaliers lead it. Not a lot of people left in the stands over here. Corona fans hanging in there because they're on top, 35-13. Here's the wishbone again. Norton under center. He keeps it himself, rolls around the left end, has some room. He has the 50-45 and a run out of bounds at about the 40-yard line. So on the quarterback option that time, out of the bone, Norton picks up the first down. Cavaliers got to give coach robinson some credit here they uh they mixed it up they went to a little bit different defense with a six-man front here yeah. tonight and then uh, a lot of different offensive sets that we're seeing here really multifaceted well that wishbone gives you the uh chance to keep it a little bit tight in the middle of the field but at the same yeah. time be able to turn it outside like uh like norton did right there you know and all it is is a glorified t formation anyway with the fullback lined up a little closer to the quarterback you know they go with a double tight end yeah three running backs behind Norton. Gives you a little bit more flexibility to kick it outside, I think. And probably right. You got that fullback close to the line, too. You can do a real quick hitter. Quick pitch this time. It goes to Scout Jones. Round left end. Breaks a couple of tackles. And right now, it looks like the Cavalier offensive line doing a pretty good job. We just have a penalty flag. We're getting an unsportsmanlike conduct on one of the teams here. Not sure who they're pointing at. <laughs> I heard one of the coaches over there not too happy for Corona, so I think it's going to go against the Cavaliers. Oh, voices carry here. Well, well, well that one did. <laughs> and I could tell you who it was, but I won't. <laughs> That's a sin, what he said. So the penalty will go unsportsmanlike conduct against Corona. I want to send some condolences out to uh, 
My wife's family, her Aunt Jean, just passed away today. And we knew she was in pretty dire straits, and I got the text while we were here at the game, and Aunt Jean was a, was a sweetheart. 35-13 to score here. Corona leads it at Wilman Field. Next Friday night will be Detroit Community against St. John's. Hope you can tune in for that one. Detroit Community is playing a Flint area. Oh, look at tonight. this. Man, oh, wide, wide open. open. Wyatt Kriego takes it across the 20 and down close to the 15. Jeez, it just looks like, I mean, you, you've said it. The offense has a big advantage here. Yeah. The defense of the Trojans are slipping all over the place. And the, the offensive players know where they're going. I mean, we've heard that in college and professional broadcasters. I mean, it's a true story when the field conditions are this bad. I mean, I think that's why Kriego was able to get so open. I mean, he knew the spot he was going to. Yeah. He was able to get there. and Nobody around him. Real easy pitch and catch right there for Norton. Actually, Norton had a couple of options. Here's a handoff. Nick Yarmuth up the middle. His knife down at the line of scrimmage. For the clock is the Cavaliers' ally here as it will continue to run with a minute 52 to go. Colton Blaha in on another hit there with Kreitz also coming up from his safety position. Second down and 10. Corona at the 15-yard line of Owasso driving left to right. Here's Yarmuth again. Oh, he has one guy miss him. It's going to be close to another Cavalier first down inside the 10. Kreitz and Eddie Mishler in on the tackle for Owasso. Well, Cavaliers kind of going to a little hurry up here in the wishbone. Doing some coaching over there on that sideline. First and goal. Uh-oh. Is the ball fumbled? Looks like Corona fumbled it. I think Owasso might have it. They do. That, that play never looked good at all. Yeah. It looked like Norton got the snap, and they were trying to hurry things up, and the ball was never exchanged properly, so it's back to the Trojans still with life. William Graham, Tax and Accounting in Corona, has been servicing mid-Michigan since 1985. Professional tax and bookkeeping services for individuals, corporations, the self-employed, and partnerships. Conveniently located on Bacchus Street in Corona, a couple of blocks from McCurdy Park. If you have questions, contact the experienced staff and schedule your free consultation. For more details on William Graham Tax and Accounting, stop by, give them a call, or find them online at grahamaccounting.biz. Man, it's pouring again. Minute seven to go here in the third. It's been pouring on a wasso here, especially late in the first half and in this second half. First and ten, the Trojans from their own six. Hunter Blaha. Hands it off on a counter play in the backfield. The running back maybe gets to the line of scrimmage, stacked up by Alex Schwab and Matt Wise. Well, the numbers were hard to read in the first place, and now they're all covered in mud. Yeah, a little bit later at night, a little bit muddier and a little bit darker. And <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if you look at, uh, you know, the way those numbers get filled in, basically... Mm -hmm. You can't see a thing on these shirts. 32 seconds to go here in the third. Corona holding on to a 35-13 lead. Here's Hunter Blah rolling to his left, looking to throw a pass up. Throws one up. Defender was right there with the receiver. That was Lamro, the intended receiver, and Tucker Woodruff playing a nice game was there, stride for stride. Woodruff, a 5'6", 135-pound 12th grader. Yeah, Woodruff is uh, 
defended a couple of really nice pass plays tonight. So that stops the clock with 19 seconds to go here in the third on Z92.5. huge umbrellas down there, aren't they? Yeah, those are big <laughs> ones. Those are the big golf umbrellas. Yep. Well, that look at that blue one over there. That's what I'm talking about, that's yeah. A, that's a beach umbrella. That's what you want to bring. If you want to definitely block the people's view that's sitting behind you. <laughs> well, they waited until everybody left. Yeah. Hunter Blaha throws a pass out up in the air, and it is caught, and it's a first down. Boy, that's the proverbial floater. Ah. But it was completed, and it's a first and ten. Yeah, I didn't see who he hit on that one, but he didn't do him any favors. I have no clue, and neither does PA man Dave <laughs> Kimmel. You know, you need to write a letter, I don't know, to the, maybe the MHSAA or somebody. I'm truly thinking about it. I mean, it's, it's no joke. I mean, no, it isn't. I mean, you know, you think about us, but you know, you think about the fans and the officials and right. other people as well. So I, I will get right on that when I get some time. Third quarter is in the books. 35-13, Corona over Owasso. It's the rah rah home team extravaganza going on at Signature Ford and Owasso. Right now, lease a new 2019 Ford F-150 4x4 crew cab from only $169 a month. Or lease a new 2019 Ford Escape 4-wheel drive and SE from only $159 a month. Ford red carpet lease $44.19 due at signing. See dealer for details. Signature has the lowest price around and will deliver right to your door. It's Signature Ford Noasso's rah-rah home team extravaganza. Stop in tomorrow or visit online, sigautogroup.com. And, of course, tomorrow we will be broadcasting live with 103.9 The Fox right at the Armory. And you can check out the 2020 Ford Escape from 8.30 to 10.30 tomorrow morning, downtown Owasso. Help us promote Oktoberfest in Owasso. Well, I got a message here on Facebook Facebook from one of our listeners, Kevin Phillips. He says, are you going to give the 50-50 from the Owasso Corona game numbers over the air? Now, <laughs> we normally don't do that. What are you, Aggie? You Sedley all of a sudden? I don't or? know. If I get a chance, I'll go see if they still have them. Oh, man. We got a lot of duties here. I'm telling you. How the heck are we supposed to do a broadcast? I don't know. Here are your winning numbers for tonight. <laughs> Four. Three. <laughs> Here's Owasso. Cut it? off the air to our air-driven wheel and reveal the ping-pong ball. Yeah, we're only teasing. It's good to have listeners. That's for <laughs> absolutely, sure. absolutely. Here's the ball carrier that time. Got a, only a yard or two. We're starting to sound like somebody I know. I know. Yeah, uh, what you are you going to do? We're dealing with the conditions that we have here tonight. Fourth quarter here just underway, 35-13. to 13. Corona leads it over Owasso. Yeah, these uniforms are tough in this kind of weather. Oh, it's it's, it's impossible. And if I if they don't get it over next door, that have a spotter. Yeah, what are we supposed to do? Now, blue on blue with a little bit of border, and that border gets filled in with mud. You can't see it. Well, here's Hunter Blaha, the quarterback. That much we know. Yeah, keeps it himself around the right end. Should have first down yardage. That first down. Brought to you by Mars Furniture and Mattress, Memorial Healthcare, Oaks Fisher Insurance, PFCU, and the Riverbend Bowl. Oh, are they going to give him the first down? They're not even bringing out the chains. I thought he had it, but they're going to say he's about a half a yard short. Huh. So clock will continue to run with 10.45 to go. Now the referee takes a look. What the heck's going on here? 
look, guys, if you're in doubt, oh, they yeah, mark the you, ball back. You have a chain gang, and now it looks like you lost about four. Well, yeah. That. Wow. Holy cow. What kind of spot is that? That, that is that's brutal. I don't know if uh, Devin Pringle needs to get a little loud on that Well, one. he's right there pointing yeah, the ref saying, what on earth? I mean, that is just uh, bizarre right there. Well, it looks like it's third and two. Ball at about the 27-yard line. T-formation. Hunter Blaha hands it off. It looks like this time the ball carrier is going to have a first down. Brought down by Peyton Norton, the linebacker. Looks like it was that Kreitz on the carry. Yeah, Kreitz like again, yeah. Shaking up just a little bit. Number 11, yeah, that was definitely him. Looks like number 21 coming in for him, Bart. Jackson Unger. Jackson Unger. Felix's yep. grandson. Part of the odd couple. 9.50 to go in this one. You uh, you a big uh, superhero fan? Oh, of course. You're going to go see The Joker? Uh, that movie looks phenomenal. Yeah. We'll have a little review on uh, Fumble tonight. on the play. It looks like the Cavs coming up with that. Did you go see it? I haven't yet, but it nah. was a fumble there by Owasso. Taylor Lamro never got it and recovered by Matt Wise. No, but my, I was going to go this weekend, but my nephew, Gerald, went and saw it. Gerald so, went to see it? Okay. So we'll get his review. Uh, you know, ask him if he, I, I don't know if he's ever seen uh, King of Comedy or not. Right, but that's that. That and Taxi Driver are the two movies that everybody's comparing it to. Oh, really? And you know, De Niro, I, I, from my understanding, is basically playing the Jerry Lewis part in the movie. That's what it looked like. Yeah. So we had a turnover here. That's just part of Three Point Podcast. What by was the way. His, What the heck was his name in that? Oh, oh man, Jerry Lewis. No, when Robert De Niro in the King of Comedy. Mm. Man, what a great... Mumford or... Well, yeah, something something weird, weird like that. It's a great movie. Yeah. Outstanding flick. And, you know, Robert De Niro, you know, you look at what he did around that time between that and Raging Bull. Oh. I mean, just two completely, complete... Rupert Pupkin. Rupert, that's it. Yeah. Here's here's Morris getting a sweep around right end. Has first down yardage to the 20. And I think right now, from what we're seeing and the play on the field, I mean... The Cavaliers look like they're yeah they're the better team here tonight, don't they? Looks like they're going to probably put this one away. Nine thirty-two to go. No, looks like they're just a step ahead yeah. of Owasso, especially dealing with the field conditions. Man, you would have thought that these conditions would actually be to the Trojans' favor, but mm -hmm. hard to play comeback in these types of conditions. Three too, wide out this way. Corona going to the air. Oh, a little pass over to Steinecker. Knocked away at the last minute. So Cavaliers keeping the pressure on here, not just handing it off. You're hearing all this action tonight on WJSZ, Ashley Owasso, your longtime home of high school sports. I'm Ted Patel with Bart Matthews, gorgeous George back at the studios. Hope you're enjoying this one, whether you're a Trojan or a Cavalier fan. I think the Cavalier fan's probably enjoying it a little bit more. That would... Stand a reason. Well, as long as the wind's not blowing that way. Yeah. <laughs> I think for a while they weren't enjoying it at all. Right. It was nasty for a minute over on that other side of the field. But, Here's yeah, that. definitely the outcome of the game. They've been great so far. Here was the handoff. It went to Corona's running back, Wyatt Kriego, that time. He's brought down right at the line of scrimmage. So nine minutes to go in this one. This portion of the game brought to you by Schluck Beer Hood, Wealth Management Group of Wells Fargo Advisors, the Shiawassee Regional Chamber of Commerce, signature forward home of the deal zone and sports scene 
Third down in about 11. Peyton Norton with it from the 25. Oh, he has a man wide open in the middle and didn't see him. He had oh, Kriegel man. completely open. Could have just floated that one up there, and instead he threw it over to Fisher Morris. Uh, how do you get how do you get that open on a post like that? I, I don't know. Wow. I'm sure that uh, Kriegel is saying to him, hey, man, I was wide open. Get me the ball. So Corona looking at fourth down and 12. The rain continues to pour in here. Three wide outs this way. One on the other side. Running back to the right of the quarterback, Peyton Norton. Fourth down play. Going to go to the end zone. Same play. The guy is wide open, and he catches it. Uh, he was, that was Kriegel oh, again. No, that oh, was, was Jones. Was that, that Jones? Jones? Yeah. Is he number nine? Number nine. Okay. So what was that, about a 25-yard completion, yes. did you say? On fourth down, and that one, like you said, puts the nail in it. Cronin's going to pick up the win here tonight. Yeah, two plays in a row, wide open down the middle. Jones, back-to-back touchdowns for the Cavaliers. Fisher Morris to attempt the kick. Norton puts it down. Kick is up. Kick is good. So the Cavaliers are going to get a little revenge from that loss a year ago. They lead it 42-13 to over Owasso. 8.34 to go here in this one. Your number one Corona Cavaliers fans, Auto Owners Insurance and Griffin Insurance Agency is a winning combination. They'll work with you to ensure your home, auto, business, and life to keep everything you value safe, sound, secure. Auto Owners Insurance, the no-problem people. Stop in and see Cheryl at the Griffin Agency at 305 North Shiawassee Street in downtown Corona. Call 743-3600 today. That's Griffin Insurance, 743-3600. Applebee Oil and Propane has been your local choice for fuel needs since 1975. And they're proud to serve Shiawassee, Clinton, and Saginaw counties with excellent customer service and over 25 years' experience in the petroleum industry. They carry a full range of farm fuels, soy diesels, premium diesel fuel, NL gas, and 90-octane recreational gas, which is an excellent for chainsaws and all small engines. Shop local with a name you know and trust for fuel online at applebeoil.com. Well, here's the kick and the deep man for the Trojans. Looks like that's Lamarell, brings it up to about the 30-yard line, so it'll be Owasso trying to put some points on the board for pride. What if everybody cared like family? At Memorial Healthcare, they understand the power of compassion and are committed to being there for your family. That's why they have a location right around the corner with excellent providers you can trust. People who know you as neighbors because this is more than helping patients. This is family. With 26 satellite offices located throughout Shiawassee County and several surrounding counties including Saginaw, Clinton, Ingham, and Genesee, you can find a provider that's right for you and your family by visiting memorialhealthcare.org. Well, the rain's coming down even harder now. Here's a dive play to the running back, stacked up at the line of scrimmage. Looked like Steinecker was there on the hit. If you uh, haven't heard the story, Steinecker recruited last year by Jim Harbaugh after going to a summer football camp, and they're still dialing in on him, thinking that he can put on some weight. Six foot seven frame, only a junior. No. It's pretty impressive being recruited by a school like Michigan. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, he's, you know, you can't coach height like that. No. And you can always put on weight and muscle. T formation, double tight ends. 
Again, the Trojans keep it on the ground. They were running a quarterback keeper that time, and Hunter Blaha brought down for about a three-yard loss. Yeah, not brought down at all, man. I mean, that was just nothing but slippage. Yep. So this final part of the game brought to you by Sportsnet Michigan. You are listening to the Sportsnet Michigan Radio Network here on Z92.5. Waz Culligan, Young Buick GMC, Young Chevrolet Cadillac, and Three Point Podcast. You can catch Three Point Podcast immediately following tonight's game. Had a fun one this last week. The three of us were all back together again. Got a deep dive into the Wolverines and Spartans. There's a pass to the far sideline. He had a man open. Did he get his feet in bounds? Referee says no, he was out of bounds. So it brings up fourth down. So the punt team will go out for a while. So 7.02 to go here. 42-13. to Corona leads it. Hub Tire is there for you with the best service for all your tire and suspension needs. They've been taking care of your automotive needs for decades, priding themselves on honesty and the best service around. Hub Tire can handle anything from a Chevy Cobalt to a motorhome, including semis and farm service. Open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, tomorrow, 8 to 11.30. Call 989-224-3218. Stop in on Business 27 north of M21 in St. John's or visit hubtires.com. Next week, both these schools play crossover games in the Flint Metro League. Here's the punt. Nobody back for Corona. They're just letting it roll. Takes a Trojan roll to about the 35 where the Cavaliers will get it. PFCU is proud to sponsor this broadcast of Owasso and Corona High School football. There's no better time than now to get ready for Michigan's winter. Whether you need a new set of tires to winterize your home or this is the year you hit the snowmobile trails in a new sled. Do it with local low-rate loan from not, from PFCU. So stop by any of their 13 convenient locations or just give them a call. Plus, it's always easy to apply online at pfcuforme.com. That's pfcu, the number four, me.com. All funds federally insured by the NCUA. 42-13, to 13, Corona on top looking to put this one away and pick up their second win of the season. Peyton Norton under center out of the wishbone. Keeps it himself around the right end. Has Steinecker open. Oh, and it was sh- thrown short and almost intercepted. Now, again, not to, not to be critical, but, man, Peyton, you got to throw that one up there. Yeah. Steinecker had a couple steps on the re- on the defender. He's six foot seven. Throw that one up in the air. Yeah, the that past two seasons, off. I mean, how many times have you seen them take advantage of uh, this natural that uh, Nick Steinecker has. Not, not as much as we'd like, I think. So it'll be Corona with it. Clock stopped with 6.46 to go. Out of the wishbone. They'll hand it off to the halfback who comes this way. That's Nick Yarmuth. Gets it across the 40-yard line. Brought down about the 41. Colton Blaha in on that hit along with Charles Pogue. Corona hurrying things up. Steinecker is going to be lining up tight on the right side. We'll have a tight end over here this way. Wishbone behind Peyton Norton. Corona going right to left. Oh, it's fumbled. The center and quarterback exchange was fumbled. Fumble on the you know, and again, the wet field there caused it. Ah. Awasa with the recovery. Looked like that was big number 74, Dylan McCallum, on the recovery. I'm not sure how, how much Krona has run the quarterback under center this season. I don't know if this was just brought out for this game or not. Yeah, that'd be kind of interesting to find out. I mean, it's uh, 
Are they having probably would they, would they be better off with the shotgun? Probably not in this type of no, conditions, right? Right, right. But that one definitely. And who knows? You know, who knows what happened on the exchange? Whether it was the center of the quarterback, right? But all I know is Owasso recovered it and have it has it at the forty yard line of the Cavaliers. Double tights, T formation. Balkir running hard comes this way. That is Kreitz. Noah Kreitz on the carry. At about three or four that time, takes it just shy of the 36-yard line. Matt Wise in on the tackle there for Corona. Wet evening here at Wilman Field. I tell you what, it hasn't dampened the Corona crazies over there. The Cavalier student section has been loud and proud here tonight. There's a dive up the middle, and the man is open, running hard. Has first down yardage and more down inside the 25-yard line. I think that was Colton Blaha. Yep, number nine. Yep. So that'll move the chains. Takes it to about the 22. 42-13, Corona on top. Going to pick up their second win of the season here tonight. I still think these are pretty pretty well-matched teams. Yeah. Just the Cavaliers had a few better breaks, and that fumble right before half was a killer for Owasso. Here's a run around this end again, and ball carrier brought down for a loss. Looks like Matt Wise in on that tackle. I barely could make out number 45. That was Noah Kreitz on the carry. The ball carrier brought down by 45, Matthew White. Five minutes to go. Second down and nine here. Coming up for the Trojans. There's a dive up the middle this time. I think that's Lamro on the carry. Running pretty hard. Takes it down inside the 15. No, Blaha. Okay, I thought that maybe it was his running style. So Colton Blaha on the carry. What do you think about the Lions, man? Monday night football, Lambeau Field. Oh, yeah. Aaron Rodgers, Matt Stafford. It's going to be fun. Yeah, absolutely. We'll see what kind of team the Lions are. Right now, you know, the Kool-Aid's sitting there ready to mix yeah. up. Oh, yeah. And we have the handoff. I'm not sure if that was fumbled. It looked like the ball carrier just got the handle at the last minute. That was third and one. Yeah, I, I, I'm kind of excited to see what they do coming off of the bye like that. Right. Um, you know, they should be ready for Green Bay. I mean, they've swept them the past two seasons. Yeah. Of course, Rodgers had been banged up. He's, yeah. I think he's healthy. Stafford nah, will be he's healthy. Not, he's questionable. Oh, is he questionable? Oh, you know, that doesn't mean anything in the NFL, but he is a little dinged up. Okay. Stafford's always dinged up. Yeah. Well, the bye week, like you said, maybe that'll help him. So they gave him a first down. First down and 10, the ball at the 11-yard line. T formation, double tight ends. Trojans trying to get a score here for Pride. Here's the handoff. Looks like they're going to get close, but just short of the goal line. I think that might have been Colton Blaha again. It was. Wise in on the tackle for the Cavaliers. So I'm kind of hoping it stops raining by the time we pack up and head down. Ah. <laughs> Though we did both bring our castle rain. you got to bring the castle yellows. That's right. Yellow slickers. Yep. That's what they called them in my day. 
They didn't call them Macintoshes back then? No. <laughs> the term was there. Uh-oh, we had it. looked like there was maybe a fumble. We're going to get a flag. Ball carrier, does he get into the end zone? Alonso signaling touchdown. I haven't seen the refs give it up yet. And then we also have a penalty flag. Yeah, penalty back at about the Corona 8-yard line. Cavalier defensive backs are clapping their hands, so this one's going to go against the Trojans. So we have an even minute, three minutes on the clock. How are we doing here? Oh, we got a lot of spots here, a lot of good folks. Backed by over 80 years of experience, your local Culligan man has the perfect solution for your family's water treatment needs. Waz Culligan in Owasso knows mid-Michigan water. Call him today for a free, no-obligation water test. Culligan combines local expertise with industry-leading technology, research, and innovation. Want to say goodbye to bad taste, chlorine, and impurities in your drinking water? Enjoy healthy, high-quality water from Waz Culligan in Owasso. Give your people Culligan water. Well, here is Colton Blaha with the carry. Takes it into the end zone. Oh, Kreitz, rather. Noah Kreitz takes it in for the six-yard score. Yeah, nice, uh, nice pride touchdown right there coming off of a uh, another turnover. A lot of turnovers on both sides tonight. Almost a lot of it kind of weather-related. Uh, weather yep. That's going to be interesting to see this onside kick attempt. That could be fun. Uh, sloppy onside kick. Heck, yeah. So they'll attempt the PAT here. It'll be Noah Jaffrey, who was the hero last week, got the game-winning field goal with six seconds to go, 41 38 win. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my. The snap there just rolled back. Here's the pass up on the emergency Two points, play. yes. Two-pointer is good. Hunter Blaha to Yeah, that one, just, that one was no such thing as a high snap on that one right there. <laughs> no. I mean, that one just kind of dribbled over to the holder, and he was actually able to uh, smartly take off with it and turn that into a uh, two-point conversion pass right there. That was maybe one of the nastiest snaps I've ever seen. Uh, yeah, it was pretty bad. Uh, back by over, uh, wait a second, we just told you about Culligan. Let's tell you instead about Riverbend Bowl, because they're proud to support Owasso and Corona High School football and local youth athletics to strike out drugs and spare our kids. Riverbend has weekly activities for bowlers of all ages. They have senior bowling, men's, mixed leagues, and open bowling all week long. Plus, scotch doubles are always a hit. Riverbend Bowl, the perfect venue for a celebration. Whether it's a birthday party, Riverbend Bowl will make your event truly special. You can get all the details at riverbendbowl.com or call 743-5870. Riverbend Bowl, 1001 North Shiawassee in Corona. Sean from Vernon says, the Lions, or as he says it, Loin, going to Super Bowl. Yes. I think he's in the juice again. Yeah, well, you know, Kool-Aid comes in all flavors. <laughs> got to mix that Honolulu blue Kool-Aid with whatever you got available. That's right. Morris on top, 52 to nothing. Wow. Were they playing Flint International Academy, right? Right. Now let's see this here onside kick here. Oh, and they don't do it. Huh. They kick it downfield. That's a little bit weird. Front of fields it. That bombs him, and he just runs out of bounds. At the 30, so first and 10, the Cavaliers looking to close it out. Mars Furniture and Mattresses in Owasso, your locally owned hometown furniture store, is proud to support high school sports. Mars is MidMichigan's premium source for Amish-made furniture. This solid wood furniture comes directly from the finest 
Amish craftsmen in Indiana and Ohio is built to last for a lifetime, and Mars has the best prices in the state. Right now, Mars has great deals on queen mattress sets and recliners, starting at just $269. Mars has quick financing approval while you wait and credit options to fit your needs. Stop in today, Mars Furniture and Mattress, M21 in Owasso, and check them out at MarsFurniture.com. Front of goes back to their normal lineup. Out of the shotgun, it's Peyton Norton handing it off to Fisher Morris. He has close to first down yardage, but I think we're going to have uh, maybe some motion in the backfield. Something something against Corona, I think. Well, they're walking it back all right. Yeah, illegal motion. We have 2.36 to go in this one. 42-21, the Cavaliers. Your number one St. John's Red Wings fans. Auto Owners Insurance and Allaby and Brubaker Insurance Agency is a winning combination. They'll work with you to insure your home, auto, business, and life to keep everything you value safe, sound, secure. Auto Owners Insurance, the no-problem people. Visit them in St. John's and East Lansing or online at abins.com. Allaby and Brubaker Insurance, your local independent auto owner's agent and a proud supporter of high school sports on Z92.5 The Castle. Oh, here's Peyton Norton faking it to the right, brings it back left here after that penalty. Stays in bounds, keeping the clock rolling. Looks like that was number 30, Charles Pogan on the tackle. Pogue's a pretty big guy. Yes, he is. 6'4", 220. Plays that defensive end position here for the Trojans. Big Oktoberfest in town here in Owasso. And, you know, I was downtown earlier this morning, and uh, the, the tents that they've got set up have flaps, so you uh, can actually right. cover up the sides if rain's coming through like this. It's very cool. Yeah. Well, here's the pitch to Corona. And I think they're heated, too. Not a bad setup. Yeah. Morris gets the first down around the right end. That'll move the chains. Let's see if Owasso maybe just concedes if Corona wants to. Maybe they can just take a knee here. Yeah, 118 left. Yep. Owasso does have, they have a couple timeouts left. Corona has three. But uh, if you're the Cavaliers, I think I just would probably take the snap, take a knee. Yeah, you might not want to, though. It's kind of muddy where they're at. <laughs> Here's Norton out of the shotgun. Takes a snap. He'll run the option this way. He'll hand it off. Ball carrier. Stays in bounds. That was uh, Nick Yarmuth. He was brought down by number 35. Has kind of a clean uniform. Eddie Mishler. I can see the numbers. So probably one more play here by the Cavaliers. They're going to go to the victory formation now. So one final play here and both teams will meet in the center of the field and do the Handshakes of sportsmanship. Cavaliers take the snap, kneel down, and that's going to do it. Corona picks up the 42-21 win here over Owasso from Wilman Field. Both teams will have crossover games next Friday night, but the Cavs pick up the win again, 42-21. We'll be back with the game recap here at the stadium, but first, this back at the studios. 
There's one good thing about summer being over. Oktoberfest in Owasso. Presented by Fortitude Outdoor Fitness and Venue. The polka music sounds sweeter and the beer tastes better. Friday, October 11th and Saturday, October 12th in Owasso. The Beer Garden opens at 3 on Friday with the ceremonial tapping of the keg. There's a beer run 5K walk and run. The St. Julian VIP wine tasting party. And then from 5 to 11.30, dance to live music with Lenny Gamolka and the Chicago Push. Plus the polka riot. On Saturday, the beer garden opens at high noon. Children's activities are from 1 to 3 p.m. on the Armory Lawn. And happy hours from 1 to 3 p.m. with buy one, get one free admission to the beer garden. Polka returns with Lenny Gamolka and the Chicago Push. Plus New Brass Express from 2 till 8 on Saturday. And new this year, Rocktoberfest kicks off Saturday at 9. With 80s and 90s cover band Bachelors Since Breakfast. It's Oktoberfest 2019. Beer, dancing, authentic German food, great music, and fun. October 11th and 12th in downtown Owasso. For more information, visit Oktoberfest in Owasso on Facebook. Owasso Oktoberfest. That's good. Are you ready for some football? Check out the newest edition of High School Sports Scene. You'll find photos and stories on local teams and student-athletes. Grab a copy at your favorite high school or on the newsstands today. For schedules, previews, feature stories, and more, pick up our latest issue or check us out at highschoolsportscene.com. Z92.5 The Castle is a proud supporter of high school sports and sports scene. Well, welcome back to Wilman Field. Saw some pretty good examples of sportsmanship out there. I see the head coaches, Kyle Robinson and Devin Pringle, having a little conversation at the 50-yard line. Final scores in the books, 42-21. Corona picks up the win here on Z92.5. Trojans jumped out in front first on a 64-yard run by Colton Blaha. That came at 9:24 of the first quarter. The PAT was good by Noah Jaffrey, and the Trojans led at 7-zip. Corona came right back and matched it. Just after that, the first play from scrimmage, Fisher Morris took it in from 58 yards out. Morris capped it up with a PAT, and it tied it up at 7-7. Owasso then took the lead, a 23-yard pass from Hunter Blaha to Taylor Lamro. The PAT was blocked, but they had a six-point lead. Then uh, Wyatt Kriego got in on the action with 10.40 to go in the second quarter. He took it in from 35 yards out on a counterplay. PAT by Morris made it a 14 13 Cavalier lead, and they never gave up that lead. And really, the key play of the game, Owasso had it down, trying to drive it into the north end zone uh, just before half. They had a second down and goal from the four-yard line, coughed up the football. Corona took over at the five, and then Gabe Baumschen, next play, ran an end around took it around the field on the left side, down the far sideline here at Wilman, and took it into the south end zone, outran everybody, and really the key play of the game. Put the Cavaliers on top, 21-13 to after the uh, Morris PAT, and that came with five minutes to go in the half. Crunt took that halftime lead into the locker room, and then they scored three straight in the third and fourth quarter. 11:40, a 69-yard run by Porter Zeman. Really the capper, PAT, was good by Morris. Then a 14-yard run by Scout Jones out of the wishbone with 4.51 to go in the third. Another PAT by Morris who was perfect tonight. And then the Cavaliers scored their final touchdown, 25-yard pass, Peyton Norton to Scout Jones. Owasso scored one for Pride here late, 2.41 to go. Noah Kreitz took it in from six yards out after a muff snap. Hunter Blaha picked it up, threw it to his brother Colton for the final score, 
42-21. How about final stats there, Bart? Well, final stat, the big final stat is 42-21. to uh, Corona, uh, kind of a dominating performance. I mean, it started out pretty, uh, pretty even-handed, and uh, really all the way until towards the end of the second half. Or the end of the second quarter, I mean. Uh, when we talk about the drive of the game, I mean, you kind of touched on it a little bit. Uh, let's talk about what Corona's defense did because that was uh, just pure defense being able to rip the ball out of Baja's hands right there. It was before the weather started to come down, before the field got slick, before the ball got all slippery and everything. So uh, starting off with that Corona defense and then going, of course, into uh, Bombchin with that 95-yard run. You knew we were going to call that the drive. Short drive, but it's a drive. Short drive, but, you know, it's what made the the difference, man, you know. And a lot of times I kind of reward the uh, the play of the game with the drive of the game because why not, right? I mean, they're pretty darn similar, and uh, it was really what turned the game around. So the drive of the game brought to you by Young Chevrolet Cadillac Buick GMC on M21 in Owasso, saluting all mid-Michigan athletes. Drive on in or go online at Young Auto Sales. Now, player of the game, kind of a tough pick right there. Um, You know, just because of some of these big scores. I mean, Porter Zeman with a 69-yard run right there. Gabe Bomchin, we were talking about that with his uh, 95-yard run. Scout Jones with a couple of touchdowns, one rushing, one receiving. Wyatt Kriego, a big 35-yarder. Fisher Morris, a big 58-yarder. Colton Blaha, we could easily uh, figure him as the uh, the player of the game with, uh, you know, well over 150 yards and a 64-yard scoring drive. But uh, you know what? I'm going to go with uh, I'm going with Peyton Norton tonight. Okay. Um, eight of 14, 131 yards, one touchdown, 36 yards on the ground as well. Uh, just just a real real good game manager. I know that that's not really a uh, popular term to describe quarterbacks but that's what he did and he did a great job of it uh threw when he had to ran when he had to and was just really able to manage this cavaliers offense uh through some pretty bad conditions and through uh some pretty tough hitting at the beginning of the game as well so we're going to call uh peyton norton a quarterback our player of the game brought to you by three point podcast three guys three generations three hot takes listen to the latest show immediately following tonight's game here on z92.5 the castle solid call on that and it was good you mentioned uh, a bunch of players because we had a lot of good plays tonight here a lot of good candidates tonight on, yeah. on both sides i mean both the blaha brothers uh if the balls would have bounced a little bit better could have been the player of the game but sure. uh, yeah i liked what norton did tonight all right well we have uh game of the week next week week eight already believe it or not we have Detroit Community taking on St. John's, a first-ever matchup uh, between those two schools. Wish me luck on getting lineup information. That's all I can tell you about the visiting team. Sometimes it can be a little tough when you're getting stuff from inner-city Detroit schools. I found that out in basketball quite a bit. But we'll see. It should be an interesting matchup. I know it took a long time to get the game actually on the schedule. So we're going to be happy to be over there, St. John's, and we're going to wrap up our regular season over at Ovid Elsie as uh, it will be Ovid Elsie and Corona renewing their rivalry there at, uh, at uh, geez, I'm drawing a blank. O'Donnell. Mark, Mark O'Donnell Field, for sure, and it's a lot of fun. They always take care of us over there. We're yeah, looking forward to that, and guess what? Then after that, playoffs, baby. Yes, that's, when, that's when we really crank it into gear. So, you know, if we're, uh, if we're broadcasting here in mid-Michigan, we're going to be there in the playoffs for you as well. So, final score here, 42-21. 
Corona picks up the win over Owasso, and with that, I'm going to give it over to my partner, Bart Matthews, with the final words. All right, big thanks to you, Ted, and big thanks to Gorgeous George, and uh, handling the phones over there, too, tonight, bro. Good job, George. Uh, big thanks, of course, to uh, Owasso High School, the athletic department, and uh, what do we call it, the uh, the catering department. Man, they took oh, good care of us tonight, didn't they? Great little pregame meal. And we get to take some home, too, man. This is going to be awesome. So big thanks to them as well. But the biggest thanks going out to all our sponsors. I mean, everybody gets together when Owasso plays Corona. I'm talking about folks like Alderman's and Lennon, Allaby and Brubaker Insurance, Appleby Oil and Propane, Beck's Trailer Superstore and Service Center, Care and Assist in downtown Corona, the Corona Public Schools, CLH Insurance, Easy Asphalt, Fast Eddies, Farrell's Tree Trimming and Removal, Gilbert's Hardware and Appliance, Graham's Accounting, Griffin Insurance Agency, Hub Tire Center, Jacobs Insurance, KP Auto Body, Mars Furniture and Mattress, Memorial Healthcare, Oaks Fisher Insurance, PFCU, Riverbend Bowl, Schluck Beer Hood Wealth Management Group of Wells Fargo Advisors, the Shiawassee Regional Chamber of Commerce, Signature Ford, Sports Scene, Sportsnet Michigan, Waz Culligan, Young Buick GMC, and Young Chevrolet Cadillac. So for Gorgeous George, back in the studio, Ed, Ted Fatal, here in the booth, this is Bart Matthews. I will join you tomorrow on our sister station, 103.9, the Fox Signature Ford broadcasting live from the Armory in downtown Owasso to help celebrate Oktoberfest. Talk to you tomorrow at uh, 8.30 to 10.30. But stick around here on Z92.5 right now. Three-point podcast coming up in just a couple of seconds. Have a great weekend, everybody. Your final score one more time. Corona 42, Owasso 21. Welcome to the Ultimate Pizza Showdown. In this corner, the reigning champ, Main Street Pizza, with its huge toppings of gooey cheese and fresh dough. And in the other corner, some other pizza looking kind of weak, with wimpy pepperoni and almost no cheese on top. The judges take a bite of Main Street Pizza. And the scores? 10! 10! 10! Now, it's the challenger's turn. Ooh, the judges don't look very happy. The scores are in. 2, 3, 2. Gentlemen, we have a winner. In a unanimous knockout, Main Street Pizza wins again. Main Street Pizza invites you to choose a better slice. The dough, sauce, and cheese are made fresh right on site. So your pie is created from scratch, start to finish. Go with a traditional favorite or try delicious Main Street specialty pizza, like the chicken fajita or BLT. Pick up a take-and-bake pizza in any size, perfect for families on the go, made fresh to order. Try a Main Street sub loaded with meat or some delicious salad, breadsticks, chicken wings, and lasagna. Don't forget, you get a free individual pizza on your birthday. Main Street Pizza in St. John's, Ovid, Carson City, Corona, Fowler, and St. Louis. Fresh, delicious, and covered in toppings. Baked in an old Italy-style brick oven. Choose a better slice. Main Street Pizza.
Rivals Tap House and Grill is the area's go-to spot for the best in food and drink. Meet up with your friends and catch your favorite sporting events on over 20 high-def flat-screen TVs. And our 120-inch projection screen. Rivals can handle your larger, small parties and is an awesome spot to put on your fundraising events. Weekly food and drink specials including gourmet burgers, wings, pizza, homemade soup and salads. Rivals also stocks a large selection of craft and domestic brews. Rivals Tap House and Grill, the official gathering spot of Three Point Podcast, located on the corner of Shiawassee and M21 in Corona. 85, 90, 95, 100. Looking for items to buy or sell? Look no further than SheridanAuctionService.com. We will solve your problem. Bring Sheridan Realty and auction your items, and we will market them all over the country and get them sold. If you are looking to buy items, we can help with that, too. Call today, 989-720-SELL. It's fast, easy, and we get results. SheridanAuctionService.com. Buy or sell, we'll get it done for you. Call 989-720-SELL. You'll do better with Sheridan. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to episode 90 of Three Point Podcast. Three sports guys, three different generations, three hot takes. I'm Ted Fattel of Sportsnet Michigan and Z92.5 The Castle, and back from vacation ready to go. On the phone is Matt Burns of ESPN in Charlotte, North Carolina, and Jared Fattel of Grand Valley State University and Fox 17 TV in Grand Rapids. Our partners include Main Street Pizza with locations throughout Bend, Michigan, the Corona Connection, Rivals Tap House and Grill, Sheridan Auction Service, Card Service Michiana, and Promec Engineering. Thanks also to our syndication teammates, Sports Radio Detroit and Z92.5 The Castle. Listen, we really would love to hear your comments. We want to hear from you. Help us continue to grow, so subscribe on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, SoundCloud, and the other podcasting sites. And certainly you can follow us on social media. Hit us up with your comments, questions, whatever, at 3 Point Pod. Well, guys, Dr. Blitz dialed it up versus Iowa at the big house. Ohio State is still great. We're going to recap the week, including my vacation, and mix in a little entertainment tonight. We're going to get it rolling right after these important messages. What comes to mind when you hear the words Main Street Pizza? pretty much. You might even start drooling a little. If you're craving authentic, delicious pizza loaded with toppings, Main Street Pizza invites you to choose a better slice. Baked old style in brick ovens. The dough, sauce, and cheese are made fresh right on site. So your pie is created from scratch, start to finish. Ditch the reheated prepackaged dough and take a bite of pizza perfection. Go with a traditional favorite or try a delicious Main Street specialty pizza like the chicken fajita or BLT. Pick up a take-and-bake pizza in any size, perfect for families on the go. Made fresh to order. You take it home and bake it when you want for a fresh pizza any night of the week. Try a Main Street sub loaded with meat or some delicious salad, breadsticks, chicken wings, and lasagna. Don't forget, Main Street Pizza gives you a free individual pizza on your birthday. Main Street Pizza in St. John's, Ovid, Carson City, Corona, Fowler, and St. Louis. Fresh, delicious, and dripping with toppings. Baked in an old Italy-style brick oven. Choose a better slice. Main Street Pizza. Hashtag yummy. 
Advanced Elevator Company features top expert field technicians for installation, troubleshooting, and repair of elevators. An area business leader and longtime supporter of the Corona Public Schools and a proud partner of Three Point Podcast. All right, guys, let's uh, let's get this rolling. I'll start it off since I had the week off last week. I'm uh, all refreshed, back from vac- vacation out east. Nice job to Matt and Jared. You guys did a great job carrying on in episode 89. But, of course, Jared, you always like to stir it up and, uh, and, and stretch the truth, we'll say, all right? Let me get into that a little yeah. bit. You know, you know, when I'm not around and I don't have a chance to, uh, you know, to re- rebut your uh, your your declarations if you will i gotta have my chance right now 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 first of all you mentioned about you know i see my granddaughters about every other week why would i want to do that you know they're one years old they don't do anything Eh, i'll give you a little bit of that when they were about three months old but now that they're a year old they're walking they're tons of fun man that's that's almost enough enough entertainment to to make me uh, get rid of hbo and put a little more gas in the car it's pretty good i was going to ask you if you listened to the intro and it's still like steam was just coming out of your ears, wishing that you could rebuttal, throw a rebuttal at Jared. Well, I did wish I could have done that, but to tell you the truth, I mean, I, I truly was laughing my butt off out loud. It was it was pretty good stuff, I have to admit. Uh, it's funny how you have the time to listen to the podcast, but you did not have time to call and talk on the podcast. Now, now see, that's... That where the problems arise. Well, that's, that's rebuttal part two, young man. Now, now, let me put it to you this way. First of all, I didn't even know you guys were recording on Sunday, number one. Number two, yeah, I did throw it out there that, you know, I'd probably take the week off, but I left it open that I'd be willing to call in. But, you know, i got to admit, you know, you young bucks, I, th- I think you were looking for your chance to kind of weed the old man out of the chair for a week, you know, run it yourself, get some of the glory. I get that, but I certainly, and it, the way it worked out since you recorded on Sunday after the Lions game, and I could have hopped on, but then again, you know, if I'm not here and I'm not at the studios making it sound really good, I don't know what you recorded on, Jared. Was it a cassette tape player or what? What was the deal? <laughs> Without you, I have to use my computer to record is what we had to use because Son- you could not call it. And you word it as if you left the door. You don't. Oh, no. The text. You had planned on taking this week off for the longest time. Last second, you, you threw that out there just just to have this sort of backup plan. Oh, again. We're never, ever going to call it. Oh, my. Even if we ask. Fake news once again. But that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. You know, but I did take a week off. You're right. And, you know, uh, again, the comment was made. I take more days off than anyone. I've missed six or seven podcasts. Come on, man. What are you talking about? I missed one pod because of hip replacement surgery. I could have done that one if I didn't have to. I could have if I didn't have to climb a hundred stairs to get up in the top of the studio. So I missed one week, totally replacing my hip. That's not too bad, you know. I don't think that's too bad. And I missed one more when I was on a Key West vacation. I truly did take a vacation that time. And then there was one other one I missed to be in the studio. But I actually recorded a spot. I don't know if you remember. I was in Washington, D.C. and and recorded about a five-minute spot. So so where's your six no. or seven missed podcasts um, coming from? Well, you missed one. Remember, remember when you were building your dock? Did I miss I a podcast? Not. I think we all missed one that week. Yeah. I think that might have been a week we all took off. 
Yeah, I only missed. I've only missed those two that I talked about, man. Hey, just keep missing days. I know we have a guy that's young and hungry, and Hondo Carpenter is just looking for the spot. So just keep missing days, and maybe that's we'll give the him a comment call that I thought he'd, he'd have the steam coming out of your ears with that one. No, I'll tell you the truth. I've, I actually had a chance to kind of reflect. I mean, it's probably and, and this I'll give Jared some credit. We did a little texting back and forth, and uh, as much as I would like to get out there and and rip on individuals that are in the industry it's probably not the best thing to do right if i was just a if i was just a citizen oh my god i could get on here and just say you know so and so is the worst announcer ever i know matt you got your guys that you don't really care for but we are in the industry and i've i kind of had to take a step back and say you know what the rule to go by is if you don't have something good to say about anybody then don't say it so can you hit the crickets cue right there it really, because I tell you what, you talk about someone just punching, a, uh, just like a, a dummy, and I mean that in like a crash test dummy, Ted just throws shots at Hondo whenever he has a chance. There's never any, he never rebuts, he never rebuts it, he never does anything. Ted's just out here casting shots left and right. Oh my. And what did I tell you? I told you it's you're punch you're punching down. Well, Not you hurt you hurt me when you said I was I was bullying him. And my goodness, uh, that that one hurt me bad. <laughs> okay, well I just I I just got on your side. You're gonna bully me now? <laughs> Play the victim card. Been, you don't like it, do you? You don't like it? Oh, I don't care. B- bring it on. <laughs> So you, you enjoyed our little back and forth. We did all right. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll be honest. Like you, you sent us your notes and stuff. How you how you prepared for kind of driving the ship for our podcast? Yeah. Uh, I I definitely missed a few things. <laughs> you know, I I I read your notes over and I kind of jotted a few things down. When I went back to edit it, I was like, "Oops, missed that, missed that, missed that." So so no, you definitely do a good job. It, it, it's it's appreciated that you're kind of the. The host of the show, if you want to say it that way. Well, that's the other thing I was going to say, Matt. I mean, you know, me and Jared go at it, but I like the way that you always have my back. You're all right. <laughs> can, we, can we get to the rest of the football now? All right, let's get into some sports. We were going to spend only a few minutes on your vacation. We ended up spending 30. Sorry, it'll, it can be edited. Welcome to the Ultimate Pizza Showdown. In this corner, the reigning champ, Main Street Pizza, with its huge toppings of gooey cheese and fresh dough. And in the other corner, some other pizza looking kind of weak, with wimpy pepperoni and almost no cheese on top. The judges take a bite of Main Street Pizza. And the scores? 10! 10! 10! Now, it's the challenger's turn. Ooh, the judges don't look very happy. The scores are in. 2, 3, 2. Gentlemen, we have a winner. In the unanimous knockout, Main Street Pizza wins again. Main Street Pizza invites you to choose a better slice. The dough, sauce, and cheese are made fresh right on site. So your pie is created from scratch, start to finish. Go with a traditional favorite or try delicious Main Street specialty pizza, like the chicken fajita or BLT. Pick up a take-and-bake pizza in any size, perfect for families on the go, made fresh to order. Try a Main Street sub loaded with meat or some delicious salad, breadsticks, chicken wings, and lasagna. Don't forget, you get a free individual pizza on your birthday. Main Street Pizza in St. John's, Ovid, Carson City, Corona, Fowler, and St. Louis. Fresh, delicious, and covered in toppings. Baked in an old Italy-style brick oven. Choose a better slice. Main Street Pizza. TheCoronaConnection.com knows it's great to be gold. Keep up to date on all that is Corona at CoronaConnection.com. And speaking of Corona... All parents want to do what's best for their child, right? 
Well, look no further than the Corona Public Schools, where nearly 40% of the entire student population are school of choice students. Rated the top high school in Shiawassee County by U.S. News and World Report, young or old, it's great to be gold. All right, why don't you two guys start it off? I've talked enough. Well, I mean, you kind of laid it out. Dr. Blitz, Don Brown, and, and Michigan's defense, they showed up yesterday for Michigan. And, you know, I know Jared loves him some Dr. Blitz, and we've also criticized him a little bit with some of the games that he's gotten torched. I mean, you guys watch the game, I would assume, and I don't know what you guys think, but the defense actually looks improved. The offense still, I don't know, looks like they're stuck in mud. Perfectly. You broke it down perfectly. Okay. I came to a realization this weekend when I watched that Iowa-Michigan game, and it's kind of been slowly forming, as I mentioned last week, this offense. Did we force Jim Harbaugh to do something that was not smart? Because remember when we were – how good Nico Collins and Donovan Peoples-Jones and Shea Patterson looked last year. Was that because they were actually good players, or is that because Jim Harbaugh had this NFL offensive system where NFL quarterbacks would go to him and like study film with him? We, the media, Matt, Ted, I, we were all happy when they switched the offense this year. But I think we're starting to learn that's a real problem, and I know that this doesn't make sense with how good they looked on Saturday, was the defense last year. I mean, we put up 39 points on Ohio State last year, and we just saw yesterday that they're a pretty damn good good defensive program. It was our defense that was the problem. And for some reason, I don't know why we did it. We decided that we were going to force Jim Harbaugh to change the offense, and that change was needed. It was it was needed, but it wasn't needed on the offensive side of the ball. Imagine how good this team would look right now with this defense playing the way it is if we had just let Jim Harbaugh keep things the way they were and have that defense like tweak a few things where they're not playing man-to-man all the time. Play a little bit more zone, just like Ohio State is doing this year. Imagine, we wouldn't have lost to a Wisconsin team. We wouldn't be in a dogfight with Iowa. When, when in the past has Michigan celebrated wins against Iowa? That's when you know this program has, is facing some trouble, when we are basically parading around loving this Michigan team because they beat Iowa at home. Iowa's horrible. They're a bunch of frauds. They lose every ranked game. Kirk Ferentz loses every big game, basically. So I don't know why we're so happy. Matt, you were tweeting up Storm. I, you need to explain this to me. Maybe I'm missing something here. It was Iowa. I mean, Iowa, they're, they're not terrible. I mean, they're also not going to win the Big Ten this year. They're not going to contend for a national championship, obviously. But, I mean, they're, they're a legitimate team. They, I think they'll probably finish top 25. But Kirk Ferentz is clearly, like, one of the better coaches in the Big Ten. So, yeah, you're not going to sit here and, like, act like they just beat Ohio State but it wasn't a win over Illinois either. And, I mean, I, I kind of disagree with the, the Jim Harbaugh on the offense thing because I saw something on Emigo blog that it was breaking down Shea Patterson's last, basically his whole career at Michigan. And the offense was maybe a little better last year, so I do kind of like, I kind of get what you're trying to say there with, you know, changing the play calling, but the offense wasn't like, they didn't look like Ohio State's offense or anything last year. The offense wasn't that great last year. Right, the defense was probably masking a lot of that because the defense last year was one of the best in the country. But, I mean, I'm, I do still like Shea Patterson. I think he's still, like, a solid quarterback. I think he's, like, a nine-win quarterback. I don't know if he's a quarterback to win the Big Ten. 
But I, I definitely think a change was needed on offense because, so, okay, it hasn't been great. Gaddis still has some stuff to learn. But I don't think Harbaugh was going to take them, I guess, to the promised land, if you want to say that. So I'm not mad at the offensive change. I think they still just have some stuff to work out. What do you think the biggest uh, problem is with the offense? Because, I mean, they could have just tweaked it a bit from last year, but they brought in, you know, Gaddis, a whole new philosophy, and, and it's supposed to be this whole wide-open, you know, RPO thing, and they just don't seem to be running it. But it's not all Shea Patterson. We can't run the ball. I mean, Zach Charbonnet, look at this stat line. Remember how good you guys said he was, like week one? 13 carries for 42 yards, 3.2 average. Everyone wants Shea Patterson replaced with McCaffrey, which is just the dumbest thing ever. Matt's even called for Millen. Looking in the mirror at the rest of the team, this offensive line's horrible, and this running game is horrible. It's not all Shea Patterson. Shea Patterson is the one player I like on this team. He's not even good. But at least he has, like, some swag. Someone you actually want to, like, root for. The rest of the team does No one on this team is a difference maker. I don't yeah, know. I, just, I think that's part of the problem is I think there are a lot of different potential difference makers on this team. The receivers, you know, Charbonnet is a true freshman, but he has shown flashes of being a difference maker. But, yeah, the, the offensive line is definitely one of the things. They had a, a bunch of – basically the whole offensive line returning, all-conference, all, all Big Ten performers. This was supposed to be one of the best offensive lines we've seen in a long time. So you have to wonder if trying to learn this new offense – you know, they're in a new scheme, but by whatever, we're in week five or six. You would hope that they have it figured out by now. Um, the, the offensive line has definitely been a little disappointing. I don't know what, what's going on, though, because, you know, they'll, they'll do a drive like the, the one touchdown they scored yesterday, that one drive, the drive started. I'm sure you guys remember with a 51-yard bomb to Nico Collins. Yeah. And that was, like the, that was the only time we saw a deep ball like that. So I don't know if it's they're calling the plays for Patterson and he's just not pulling the trigger or if they don't trust him, so they're not calling those plays. You know, I don't know. And then there was another drive that they went like bang, bang, bang down the field. They ended up missing a field goal, but they hit all three receivers, Collins, Peoples-Jones, and Tariq Black, for like 15, 20-yard first down passes, moved down the field quickly, had a couple decent runs. But then we like didn't see that again. So I don't – I mean, watching Michigan State even runs an RPO offense – better than what Michigan is right now with Lewerke. You see him pulling and running, doing rollouts and do all that kind of stuff. So, I, you know, for a few games, I'm sitting here saying Gaddis is learning how to play call. He's never been the primary play caller. Harbaugh looks like he gave him the keys to the offense. Here you go, it's yours. But, yeah, after a while, you know, you either have to say, you know, we got to make a move on offense if you don't trust Shea Patterson to run the whole offense, or this just isn't going to work because – Hey, the offense isn't doing much right now, that's for sure. I wonder if Jared is right. Can you believe that I said that? I wonder if he's right that, uh, that you know, Shea Patterson's head's all messed up. Yeah, I mean, you have to wonder because like, last year, you know, people were criticizing Harbaugh with his offense being too conservative. And, you know, Patterson's supposed to be this running around, gunslinger, Johnny football type quarterback. Okay, let's bring in this, you know, new young offensive coordinator that's going to open up the offense a little bit. So now... Are, like, are they actually doing that, though? You don't see him rolling out a whole lot. You don't right. see – I mean, they ran, like, a sprint option a couple times yesterday. Yeah, I don't know. Is it a confidence thing or what? I just want to see him take shots. Like, you are you know, you were saying about me calling for Joe Milton. Yeah. I'm not saying that Joe Milton's going to, like, win the Heisman or something. My point is, is, like, Shea Patterson hasn't been blowing the doors off this offense. You know, he's done okay. He's done enough to win a few games last year, and, you know, he's won a few games this year. He's not – blowing the doors off these teams. So maybe spark a fire under some of these guys' asses and make a change. Who knows? If Milton comes in, maybe he'll at least air it out. 
He's got a big arm. Maybe he'll at least throw it deep to these receivers. Why would you recruit these receivers if you're not going to use them? Well, they have to get open, first of all. You think it's all Patterson's fault? That, uh... no. That's the thing. When Harbaugh was calling the plays last year, there's a reason Harbaugh was this celebrated coach when we hired him, because he's pretty damn good, and he knows what he's doing on offense. I mean, he took Jake Rudock and Will and Spite and made them look like pretty damn good. Yeah. I don't know why we had this media spin where it was basically Harbaugh needs to find a new coordinator or he's out. Just let him do what he was doing. It's so much better than what we're watching now. And as I said last week, Matt, you're sitting there saying, oh, Gaddis, you're not sure whether he just needs to have a few more games under his belt or if he just has no idea what he's doing. He has no idea what he's doing. Like I said last week, put a horse head in his bed with a note that says, resign by Monday or else. That's the only way to solve this issue. So you're saying just throw him out the door right now. I mean, they, they're giving him a chance. Uh, there's still some time to turn this around, but, but you're, you're saying right now definitively Gaddis is not the guy. No, not at all. He's not the guy. I mean, what else do we need to see here? Okay. Yeah, I want to see if they actually do adjust. I want to see, you know, they play Illinois this coming up weekend. Should be a W. It should be a game that they can work some kinks out. Hopefully McCaffrey's cleared of his concussion so he can get on the field. I think I'm definitely I, – I still like Jim Harbaugh. I, I'm not on the fire Harbaugh, he's trash, he's overrated, all that. I'm not one of those. But I think what you would have seen if, if Harbaugh just kept being the primary play caller on offense is kind of like what's going on in Michigan State where they're going to be good enough to win seven, eight, nine games but as long as D'Antonio, if, as long as he's around and keeps the same staff calling plays, that's going to be, like, as good as they are. And, and that's, I feel like that's what Jim Harbaugh would have been. He was, yeah, he's very good offensive play caller, you know, designing plays and all that kind of stuff. But, I mean, he did it for four years. And, yeah, that offense with Jake Rudock actually was really good. They had a lot of talent, you know, receivers and tight ends and everything. I don't know why they haven't been able to duplicate that because I feel like this offense actually has more talent this year. I don't know. You hear Urban Meyer every time. He's taking a shot, definitely. He's definitely taking a shot at Harbaugh oh, yeah. every pregame when he talks about how much talent Michigan's offense has and they can't figure it out. It's cool to hear him you know, say that, give Michigan some praise, but he's definitely taking a shot at Harbaugh and you know, saying, like, why can't you figure this out? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's just something that – you want Shea Pat? Do you want to win eight or nine games? I think that's where Shea Patterson's going to be. If you want to see what Dylan McCaffrey can do, if you want to see if Joe Milton maybe he all of a sudden comes in and you know starts throwing the ball all over the field, give it a try because uh, Shea Patterson to me is just not he's he's not like a needle mover. He's going to be a solid quarterback. Ted, you said it best. There's a reason Milton's third string. I mean, we're not sitting there watching every practice. He must be horrible in these practices and not get a shot. McCaffrey, have we ever seen him complete a pass in a game? I don't know why yeah. everyone has this like glowing Dylan McCaffrey because he ran for like a 50-yard touchdown against Wisconsin, which we put like 50 points on last year, by the way. I don't know what the obsession is with McCaffrey. I mean, when, when McCaffrey, so last year's Notre Dame game, when Shea Patterson got hurt and McCaffrey came in, he moved the ball down the field quickly. He was completing passes. In his garbage time last year, you know, he was completing some passes. Yeah, I mean, I know what you mean. It's not like when he's come in, in garbage time, he's just, like, all of a sudden thrown for 200 yards. I think it's a lot of, like, uh, potential. People think that he has a lot of potential, which he does. I mean, and I also think, like, yeah, he's a, Milton's a third stringer, but being a third string in that QB room might not necessarily be a bad thing because you have a senior in Shea Patterson, 
former five-star recruit, and then Dylan McCaffrey, who's this, like, huge recruit also coming in. So, like, being a third string in that QB room might not be a bad thing. And it might be Har- Harbaugh's stubbornness because he is just sitting here over and over and over backing Shea Patterson. Shea Patterson's our quarterback. He, our offense is hitting our stride, he said <laughs> yesterday in the postgame. That was, that was unbelievable. Oh, I mean, maybe, yeah, maybe that's part of why Milton is the third stringer because Harbaugh is just stubborn and, you know, wants to start a senior quarterback. I actually loved what Harbaugh had to say after the game. When he said, I think we're hitting our stride, and then the reporter asked, in what ways, he said, every way. <laughs> you just got to set that in your cap, too. Just a funny response. That makes no sense whatsoever, but it's just funny. I would have laughed if I was in that room in every way. That's our court, or that's our coach right there, man. Yeah, I mean, he's going to, whether he actually believes that or not, who knows, but he's he's going to give the reporter something to tweet about or something to write about because he's always going to say something off the wall exactly I, I did like what i saw out of the i mean the defense you know they've started to they brought some young guys in dax hill's finally getting some time cam McGrone's getting some time so like the defense looks good like what it was crazy nate stanley i was quarterback had no no interceptions coming into yesterday's game they picked him off three times i was rush offense they were averaging like 215 yards a game coming into yesterday's game they only rushed for one yard yesterday so the, the defense did ball out I, i'll be curious to see them in two weeks against Penn State, that's going to be a yeah, big Yeah, exactly. Harbaugh's the king, of, and Don Brown especially, is the king of beating bad teams, which is why I think that Iowa is bad. Because the way we dominated them, if they were a good team, that doesn't happen. That's not the Michigan way. That's not the Michigan I know, shutting out good teams. So. Well, well, it remains to be seen. We'll see when they play the big boys. That's coming up on the schedule, and it's going to be very interesting. They certainly have not uh, overwhelmed us with skill this part of the season but like yeah so i guess that's what i mean so like you guys don't sound really too enthused about how they're playing so why are you guys stuck on playing shea patterson like why not give someone else a shot well i'm not as i'm, I'm not as bad, bad those other guys are yeah i'm not as bad as jared but no, joe milton in that situation yesterday <laughs> no mccaffrey hey if, if patterson's struggling i i don't see any issue at all pulling the trigger with him he's he's legit no. he's legit to me I'd actually rather see Milton than McCaffrey. Really? I am so out on McCaffrey. He has not shown me anything. He just looks like a guy who, he's the classic, he's he's, oh, he's that backup quarterback that the grass is always greener. Wow. And then there's going to be the time when we finally pull the trigger with him, and it's just going to be horrible. Well, next year, right? I mean, I, I hope it's this year. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Let's hope that the uh, transfer portal uh, maybe brings us in a new guy. Uh, we, need, we need some new blood in that quarterback room. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Anything else we want to get into on the Wolverines? I feel like that's so what Jared just said is like a tweet that should be tweeted out to freezing cold takes. I feel like that's something. I mean, McCaffrey might come in and he might be better than you expect, Jared. I think you're the one that's more with how high you are, Joe Milton. I don't think he might, he might ever, ever ever see the field for Michigan. See, that I'm not necessarily high on him. I'm just not very high on Shea Patterson, and I'm saying, hey. If Milton is, like, complete trash, then that's com- that's a completely different story. If Harbaugh just does not want him on the field, okay, I get that. But if they're still saying, like, he- he's there, he's going to play at some point, Patterson's not going to win the way that he's playing right now, unless all of a sudden something clicks in his head and he starts playing better. The way he's playing right now, he's not going to win the Big Ten. They're not beating – they probably won't beat Notre Dame. They probably won't beat Ohio State. They probably won't beat Penn State the way Patterson is playing. I'm just simply saying, you said it, what, was it last week? It's insanity to keep doing the same thing over and over and over and expect different results. You're going to keep trotting Patterson out there so he doesn't know how to run the RPO and keeps throwing interceptions left and right. Like, that's that's insanity to me. Give another guy a shot. 
It's Gaddis, though. It's Gaddis. We know it. Stop trying to, to make a scapegoat out of Shea Patterson. It is Gaddis. Get him out. Yeah, and, and maybe that's our fault. Maybe we just have ourselves to blame. We forfeited this year because we decided that we knew how to coach football better than Jim Harbaugh. That's our fault. Hand up on that. I thought it was a good hire when we brought in Gaddis. I remember saying on this podcast that as long as Jim Harbaugh gives Gaddis the keys and just lets him do what he wants, we'll be good. I, I was so wrong. And hand up on that one. So, so, so wrong. Well, and I think yeah, it's horrible. I think it's kind of a combination myself. I mean, I, I I don't think you throw all the blame on Patterson, but I think you throw blame on Gaddis, Patterson, the rest of the team. We've said it before. They all got to look in a mirror. You know, one guy can't do it all, and they got to start executing. And they got to start playing like they need to. And maybe maybe there's a little bit with Gaddis and his offensive schemes. Very very possible. I don't know. If, I don't know. If Patterson's still banged up at all. But if you look back to last year. Didn't he have a pretty good season until the Ohio State game? Like he, he has like a solid season. I guess that's my point. Like he, he's a good quarterback, but it just like in my opinion, he's not like a Justin Fields or a Joe Burrow type of quarterback no. that's just gonna tear it up and score 50, 60 points a game like some of these guys are. Like he's he's gonna win you eight or nine games to me. Like he's a solid quarterback. Well, we'll see. Maybe, maybe he'll change my mind. I don't know. We'll see. They got Illinois next week, and you know, let's uh, let's talk a little Spartan football here in just a second. What comes to mind when you hear the words Main Street Pizza? Mm-mm. Yep, pretty much. You might even start drooling a little. If you're craving authentic, delicious pizza loaded with toppings, Main Street Pizza invites you to choose a better slice. Baked old style in brick ovens. The dough, sauce, and cheese are made fresh right on site. So your pie is created from scratch, start to finish. Ditch the reheated prepackaged dough and take a bite of pizza perfection. Go with a traditional favorite or try a delicious Main Street specialty pizza like the chicken fajita or BLT. Pick up a take-and-bake pizza in any size, perfect for families on the go. Made fresh to order. You take it home and bake it when you want for a fresh pizza any night of the week. Try a Main Street sub loaded with meat or some delicious salad, breadsticks, chicken wings, and lasagna. Don't forget, Main Street Pizza gives you a free individual pizza on your birthday. Main Street Pizza in St. John's, Ovid, Carson City, Corona, Fowler, and St. Louis. Fresh, delicious, and dripping with toppings. Baked in an old Italy-style brick oven. Choose a better slice. Main Street Pizza. Hashtag yummy. Go online at SheridanAuctionService.com for info on upcoming auctions. The auction house always packed with all kinds of great items. Stay up to date by checking their website at SheridanAuctionService.com. Sign up for email notifications or call Troy Crow at 989-720-SELL for other details. And also, Rivals Tap House and Grill, that's the official sports bar of Three Point Podcast. Stop in anytime, especially football weekends. Cheer on the Spartans, Wolverines, and Lions. Also, don't forget the first of the month party, five buck burgers and chicken sandwich baskets, dollar bottled beer, all kinds of good stuff going on. Awesome food and drink, Rivals Tap House and Grill in Corona. All right, guys, a lot of people going into the game in Columbus with the Spartans going down there. They've actually played Ohio State pretty tough the last few years. Thought maybe they could pull one out, but uh, first observation, which I think we're all in agreement, what we've seen so far out of Ohio State, 
they're just a step above everybody else. I mean, they're they're a playoff contending team for sure. Yeah, they could get upset. Everybody can get upset sometime. But the way they're playing right now with Fields and that defense, the running game, you know, coaching hasn't missed a beat. Ohio State's cream of the crop. New, Like you said, new quarterback coming in. I mean, new head coach. He was the offensive coordinator. But, you know, new head coach. And I think they had three or four new offensive linemen this year. Haven't missed a beat. That's what's frustrating. Why? Why? Why can't Michigan do that? <laughs> right. The, the, the talent disparity was so huge on Saturday night. I mean, it basically took Michigan State everything they could handle just to keep like Ohio State. You knew that it was only a matter of time before like the hurricane like exploded, and Michigan State was just biding time in that first quarter, just waiting for it to explode. And fellas. The dam burst. It exploded. Yeah, I will say, like, I, I saw Jared tweeting about, you know, Michigan State's elite defense. Or we talked about it last week on the podcast, you know, taking a shot at, you know, Michigan State, all we've heard all offseason. We even said it. Their defense is elite, one of the best in the country. And, you know, so obviously they, they didn't necessarily look like it yesterday. But I, I can't believe I'm, like, kind of trying to defend Michigan State. But, like, the one thing I will say to that, I do still think their defense is one of the best in the country. But it's like – you know they're going. Ohio State's offense look, looks absolutely ridiculous right now. Probably, you know, the best in the country. And so, it, it, to me, that's kind of like, okay, you would have liked to see Michigan State. You know, Ohio State scored 34. You would have liked to see them hold Ohio State to less than 34 points. But it's like if a team goes up against Justin Verlander and gets shut down, you almost just like tip your cap. That doesn't mean that your team sucks because Justin Verlander shut you down. You're just going up against one of the greatest pitchers of all time. I feel like maybe that, like, I don't think yesterday's game means Michigan State's defense is trash. I think Ohio State is just that good. That was a, that was a lot of good points you raised, Matt. Uh, I really like the comparison you made, Justin Verlander. You know how that doesn't mean the team sucks. Well, this team sucks. Okay. All offseason, all we heard about was how this defense was so elite. Some analysts even said it was the best defense in the country. First, they gave up 31 points to Michael Penix Jr. <laughs> And Indiana, and he looked like Michael, and he looked like Johnny Menzel reincarnated in that game. Thirty-three completions, two hundred eighty yards, and three touchdowns. Just to recap, and then Ohio State comes out and puts up twenty-four points in one quarter and runs for a zillion yards. This defense is not elite. They're not even good. They're they're middle of the pack. Remember how every Michigan State fan has been saying, and and Joe Janka on this podcast has said this: if this offense is just middle of the pack, then Watch out, like we're going to win the Big Ten. Well, this offense is in the middle of the pack. Brian Lewerke played pretty well yesterday. I mean, Kirk Herbstreit knows more than I do, and he was basically coming in his pants watching Lewerke make a few throws, but yet they get blown out by Ohio State. And I know everyone says Ohio State is just that good, but, well, who, where, who are you trying to beat if you're Michigan State? I mean, they're in the Big Ten. It's not like they're gods. They lost, they, they lost a lot of players from last year. They, just, they refilled them, but this is who you should be beating. And if you have this elite defense – you should be able to put up a little bit better of a fight than letting them gash you, just gash you with anyone. Their backup running back, a guy named Master Teague, 14 carries for 90 yards, 6.4 average. Their backup. I mean, they were running every which direction, and I loved every second. <laughs> but my overall takeaway, this defense is elite. This defense is not elite, I mean. And we need to stop tricking ourselves. They duped us. They duped us like they do every year. Every offseason, because their team sucks, they have – the state fans have been clinging to that no-fly zone of 2010 for the last, like, 30 years. And they tried to trick us, but they duped us. They did. I thought they were a good defense. They're not. They're bad. Whole now, team's bad. You think their defense is bad? You don't think they're at least good? 
middle of the pack. Middle like, of the pack. I would say Michigan has a better defense than them. And Michigan defense is horrible. Interesting. <laughs> Michigan that defense. was all my response Michigan to that. Defense. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I don't. Maybe maybe they aren't as good as advertised. I think the front seven. Yeah. Okay. Ohio State. What I'm looking. They. <laughs> I actually laughed when I looked at the box score. Ohio State rushed for 323 yes. yards yesterday. Ouch. Okay, that's that's a lot. Um, so they they made Michigan State's defense look pretty bad. But Ohio State's been making every defense they played this year look really bad. So I'm not putting a whole lot into that, except that maybe Michigan State clearly is just not up to that level yet, which how many teams are up to that level right now? You know, there's maybe three or four teams in the country right. that are playing at Ohio State's level. So, I mean, we can sit here and say maybe Michigan State's not as good as we expected, but, you know, that's not saying they're not going to win nine or ten games this year in the Big Ten because I think they could still pull some upsets in their schedule. I, I'm fine with saying that Ohio State is on another level, but when you say that this defense was world-class and you still said it's one of the best in the country, no one should be able to put up 24 points in one quarter on you. So that's what they the, – the, the crown that they've been wearing of this elite defense, I'm metaphorically taking it off their head right now and giving it to Ohio State. They're a better defense. Yeah, that, that's what's scary is Ohio State's defense. You know, for a while, Ohio State's defense has been, like, you know, good, not great, and their offense is well, amazing. Their, Ohio State's defense this year is every bit as good as their uh, their offense. So that's – they're looking pretty scary yeah. right Yeah. I mean, I hate to always – I hate to say it, you know, I mean – I remember the days, big-time days, when it was Michigan-Ohio State, head-for-head. Head. One team would be better one year, one team would be better the next year. Talent-wise, they had the same talent. It, it, it's been long past. Ohio State has so far solidified themselves as a national power. You know, we're Wolverine fans. One of us roots for the Spartans, but it's just it, it's terrible you know that ohio state is so much better than everybody else in the big 10 i hate to say that and i don't it's know a joke. and i don't know when it's ever going to change I, I like to say this i don't know if when the next time michigan's actually going to beat ohio state but God. I feel like that that's like the monkey that that has to get off michigan's back is right. you know they've been right there since harbaugh has been hired but obviously they then have gotten smoked you know, one time they lost in double overtime, so that you know there is that. But you know, like last year, lost by like four hundred. Oh. So like, if they, I feel like if Michigan could beat Ohio State, like you said, Ted, uh, a couple weeks ago or whatever, they need to beat Ohio State at least like split with them. If right. they can get back to doing that, I think that's when things will start to turn. But right, when is that going to be? I yeah, I don't know. It doesn't look good. Never. <laughs> Maybe it's just time to. I mean, it's been what like fifteen years since that's really been like equally competitive. Right. It might be time to just fold up yeah. shop, guys. Yeah. It's just not going to I mean, happen. what do you guys what do you guys think about Michigan State? I mean, we we were talking about it with Shea Patterson and Michigan's offense or whatever, just you know, kind of doing the same thing and trying to expect different results. I, I saw this stat and I, I looked it up too that since Michigan State won the Big Ten back in 2015, that that great year they had in 2015, they're 15 and 15 in the Big Ten and 21 and 21 overall. They're they're essentially a 500 football team. I mean, you know, D'Antonio hasn't made huge changes on his staff offensively or defensively. There used to always be that D'Antonio magic. I mean, and I was I was one of those. I thought they might go into Columbus and, you know, have some of that D'Antonio magic and, and hang in that game. I mean, is that gone? Like, is D'Antonio still one of the better coaches in the Big Ten, or is it really should they look themselves in the mirror and say it's time to make a change? We did brush over that. What a bad take that was from you, Matt. 
you said that Michigan State was going to win this game. Weren't you? What? Weren't you a little bit on that? Maybe not Uh, saying they were going to win, but didn't you say, Jared, that you thought Michigan State was going to play a great game? uh, I don't believe so. Uh, You were you were talking about D'Antonio and Matt brought it up, and uh, you kind of jumped on board and say that's the the kind of game game. D'Antonio would win. Yes, I did say that, but I did not say that it's the kind of game. I didn't say that they were going to win, which... Okay, I, Matt, par- I paraphrase. I apologize for paraphrasing. Yeah, Matt, I don't think he Matt actually said he thought they were going to win. No. He was just kind of I got saying... He, he was saying, I'm not an idiot for saying that. Okay. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I mean, yeah, I, I, would def- I can own that, that I, I honestly thought that Michigan State would go in because I was curious to see Justin Fields against a, a really good defense. That was my biggest thing. And Justin Fields, he looked like he didn't care how good Michigan State's defense was. So what? So what's the biggest takeaway from the Spartan game? The Spartans' defense is not that good, or Ohio State is just tremendous, or is it a little bit of both? I mean, I, I kind of already said it, but mine is mostly that Ohio State is that good. Like I said, I mean, they they look like they're one of the they if they keep humming along, they'll be in the playoff in a few months. I, I think Michigan State, like we've said before, they're an eight or nine win team. That's that's not like a terrible team. Ohio State is just that much better than everyone else in the Big Ten, at least right now. I mean, are they? I mean, now they now they have to go face Wisconsin and Penn State, and Penn State and Wisconsin back to back weeks. Right. I mean, the, the things could get ugly quick for Michigan State. But what the hell are they going to do with Coglin? I mean, this guy is off the rails. <laughs> you just got cut bait with this kicker. Go with the Ovid Elsie kicker. Gotten... Go with the Ovid Elsie guy. That's what they oh, should uh, do. Coglin's your boy, though, right, Jared? I mean, you. Then you like you you met him and you you got him to sign like a jersey or something. He's kind of your boy, right? <laughs> what? what are you talking about? <laughs> now, now I know how Ted feels with the paraphrase. <laughs> what? I don't even know where he pulled that from. No. Now, hey, if I, if, I, if, I, if I had it my way, keep Cog- Coglin kicking field goals because he's going to miss one when it really matters, when it really counts. It's coming. It was it was kind of funny, and it's not like to I, not to like take shots at them, but. To see how excited they were when he hit the game winner last week or whatever, and then it kind of went all completely different yesterday when he missed a chip shot. Right, kind of funny. He's definitely struggled this year, no doubt. Right, you guys got some more on college football before we move to the next segment? We were going to talk about it. I don't know last week or the week before, but so after seeing Ohio State blow the doors off of Michigan State, and you know Alabama, Clemson, these teams are still rolling. Do you still uh, just a quick conversation? Do you still think? Like a fourteen playoff is the way it should be, or do you, do you think it, like an eight team is where we should go? Because you'd be able to fit in Notre Dame, Oklahoma, maybe Wisconsin, or something like that. Personally, I th- I would like to see eight. I can understand four. It, it's it, I can live with the four right now, but I would like to see eight. I think it would be more fun at the end of the year to have an eight team tournament. How about you, Jared? I, I like it at eight or at four right now because I love how every week of college football matters. It's really the only sport that's like that, where every regular season game counts, every week counts. That's true. So that's I kind of like the way it is. I mean, I like college football in my mind is perfect, and that's why I, mean, I get nervous when I hear about. I mean, like it does and it doesn't. I'm not saying against it. If like, we're not saying that it's going to happen, but Michigan's got just absolutely trounced by Wisconsin. If they ran the table, they'd be in the college football playoff. So like that game really wouldn't matter. Say they didn't lose to Wisconsin, but they they lose to Notre Dame, an out of conference game, and then they win the Big Ten. They would probably be in the college football playoff. So, I mean, like they, well, every week does matter, but kind of it doesn't either because of the conference championship games. Yeah, but Michigan's probably in last year, and we saw what happened to them when they played Florida in the bowl game. So I don't know if you need eight. I, you really don't. I mean, we've had the same championship game the last like twenty years. Right. So I don't know if we need the eight teams to just 
end up with the same exact championship. I think if they stick with four, though, I mean, they got to do something different scheduling-wise. I mean, they got to, you know, these big conferences that are having the conference championship and the automatic qualifier getting in, I think they need to toughen up their schedule on the front end a little bit, maybe play more Power 5 conference, you know, matchups against other teams, at least one game a home-and-home. Home. You know, get rid of the easy games at the beginning of the year. You know, I know there's... See, I don't agree. You don't agree. Because then we're going to lose We're going to lose some of these smaller schools. I don't know about you. I like my match. I like the Conference USA. Uh-huh. I like the group of five teams. I enjoy watching those games. You like to see Back them play Alabama? Play. Is that what you, you like have, to watch? You, well, no, but they get, a th- they get like a million dollars for those games. And that's what keeps these programs alive. Eastern Michigan would not have a football team if they didn't have that game every year. Hmm. No, I, I think it'd be like good to keep, programs. like, whatever. You have four non-conference games. It'd be cool to keep, like, two of those. Right. Stern, Citadel, you know, whatever. But, yeah, I would love to see Alabama go up to, I don't know, go all travel all the way to Oregon and play Oregon. Yeah, how exciting was Notre Dame, Georgia, you know? Right, Notre Dame, Georgia. That was awesome seeing Georgia go up to Notre Dame. Right. I mean, I think they need to do that a little bit more of that. And I agree, Jared, not to completely wipe out the MAC schools and, and the other smaller schools, but I think they need to, to toughen up on at least one game non-conference, you know, do a home-and-home. So that's my opinion. I'd like that as well, but I mean, when you when you're a Michigan team who loses to Notre Dame, it's probably going to lose to Notre Dame again this year. It's I can see why teams don't do it. I mean, <laughs> why would you? Well, that's what I mean by tweaking it. I I would enjoy it more. It'd be more of a true test for the final four teams if they at yeah. least went through that battle. You know, it'd be interesting for sure. And spe- speaking of Notre Dame, whenever I think of Notre Dame, you know, their head coach Brian Kelly, he got his start at Grand Valley State. I know we we tweeted it out the. So Grand Valley lost last night on a Hail Mary, a last second at the buzzer. Hail Mary in Allendale, Grand Valley lost. But the, the sock call is what's been making all the news. Like it was in the <laughs> Sports Center top ten and, and like Barstool tweeted it out and all that other kind of stuff. So what did, what did you guys think of that? You want to hear my take, Jared? I know yeah, you, go ahead and I, give yours I, I know it'll be opposite, but uh, I, I, I've been thinking about it and almost makes me think the guy did it on purpose you know, to get that pub. Because, I mean, when you think about it, uh, end of the game, and this is how I operate. I mean, I've, done, I've been doing it for, you know, 30-some years. But it doesn't matter if it's a team I'm rooting for or the opposing team. If it's the last play of the game and it's a Hail Mary that is completed, how can you make just a complete monotone call and say, uh, it's caught, game over? I mean, when I think of end of the play Hail Marys, I think of Brent Musburger, Flutie, throwing it into the end zone, going completely wild. I mean, how do you make a call like that, Jared? Yeah, before you jump in, Jared, so for anyone that didn't hear it, he, you know, it was obviously the Grand Valley's play-by-play guy, not impressed with the Hail Mary that the Lakers just lost on. And what what I first thought of, and I know, Ted, you definitely know him. I don't know if Jared does. The guy that used to be the play-by-play guy for the Chicago White Sox, Hawk Harrelson. Yeah. He was he was that way too. I remember multiple times seeing the Tigers walk off or seeing other teams walk off against the White Sox. Sometimes he wouldn't even say anything. Their sock calls of him, team hits a walk off home run against the White Sox. He wouldn't even say a word the whole time. That guy's trotting around the bases. Guy touches home home and it would just be like White Sox lose. So I, that's maybe a little extreme, but it, it was kind of funny to see. So 100% homer. I, I sort of understand that. I remember Bob Eufer when I think it was an Iowa field goal kicker kicked a field goal, and Eufer says, it's up. Oh, my God, it's good. You know, it was it was at least some emotion on on the other side that had pained him, but I don't know. 
Go ahead, Jared. Uh, Jared, go ahead. You, so if you're listening on the radio, right, and you're a Grand Valley State fan, diehard fan, do you want the guy you're listening to to lose his mind in happiness when that Hail Mary is completed? I mean, what do you want from him? I don't want him to lose his mind. I don't want him to lose his mind in happiness. I might, I might want him to say, the pass is up in the end zone. It is up. Oh, no, it's caught by Ashland. That's, how, that's what I would expect. This is the thing. <laughs> when you are when you are watching a Grand Valley game, there's no one in the stands. I did see that. I saw that. What it's like every, that's how they trick you. There's, there, it's it's packed for the first like quarter, then there's no one there the whole second half. But there's no one in the stands. It's raining. Grand Valley's playing a crappy team that they should be blowing out. They're playing sloppy. You have to watch this this whole time. Are you going to have the energy and the excitement to call that? It's not like this is. It's not like this is, you know, Alabama, Clemson. Or Michigan, Ohio State. I mean, it's Grand Valley, Ashland. Like, bring it down a notch. I, the last thing I want is somebody who's just fake and acting like it's such an exciting moment. One, you couldn't even tell if the guy caught I'm impressed that he was able to nail that he caught it right when it happened. <laughs> because you, when you watch that video, you can't tell what's going on. It just goes in the middle of a pile. <laughs> and he, he called it right on the money that it was caught. Yeah, and I I'm guess. Fine with it. He's a homer. What, like, I know you say he should have some excitement there. You got no, to. I want somebody who's real. That makes you say, hey, this guy, he loves his Grand Valley State Lakers. There's a reason he's calling these games, and that's just because he loves the school. Yeah. And Not I guess he's, you're trying to, you know, make a theater out of it. He, he just loves his team. Yeah, and I already violated my, my promise that I'm not going to dog on Seriously. media people. That's pretty bad, so shame on me. Yeah, but, I mean, there's a side to it, too, that this is this guy's career. I think he's been doing it for a long time. So, I mean, he, he takes his craft seriously. So, I mean, you shouldn't just, like, look at it as, like, oh, this is just a Grand Valley State game. That's right. Which everything with the, with, with the approach, I guess, that it is Alabama-Clemson. I mean, whatever, whether this is episode 90 of Three Point Podcast or you're doing a national radio show on ESPN Radio, you should be approaching it like it's a big deal, right? Yeah. Well, you know, and... and, and okay, yeah, yeah. The guy who's missed seven of these recordings. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point, Matt. Now, I will answer it. Ted's lost the opportunity to answer it on that one. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, come full circle. I like that. That's a really good point, Matt. Oh, boy. Touché. Touché to that one. All right. Well, I will say this, and Matt had a good point there. What were you going to say before I, before I put up? Well, I was going to say that uh, I've been doing high school games for 34 years. This is the 34th year of football, 35 in basketball coming up, and I do high school games. I'm very happy to do high school. Could I have maybe pursued a career and gone farther? Who knows, you know? But never took that opportunity, settled in this area, settled with family. I'm happy as hell to do high school games, and every single game I do, and Jared, you've sat beside me before, I mean, I do my homework. Every football game, I do at least two to three hours of homework before I get to the stadium. I have spotter boards all completely filled out. I have stats. I have all kinds of information, and this is for high school football, right? I think guys do need to take some pride, and so what? It was a boring game. You just got to, you know, you got to suck it up. Now, if that's his style because he's a homer and that was the end of the game, then, again, like I said, I apologize. That's, that's cool. It's not my style. But, and it's not most broadcasters' style. They usually would get excited in that situation, even if you're the home broadcaster, most of the time. Do you, how do you guys think? Do you think he's happy that that was noticed? Or do you think, like, how do you think he's feeling? I think he's happy as hell. I think so, too. I mean, where else are you going to get you know, on Barstool no and anywhere bad, else, National? Yeah, there's no such thing as bad publicity. Absolutely. He's going to get a lot of interviews this week because of that. Without a doubt. Guys, quick 
Entertainment tonight. Uh, as you know, I was out in New York City, and really the main uh, reason we went out there is my wife and Amy, we wanted to go see To Kill a Mockingbird uh, with Jeff Daniels. And we, you've heard me talk about it before. Jeff Daniels is one of those uh, season ticket guys for me. One of, the, one of the real, true, great actors in Hollywood right now, Hollywood and New York. So, you know, they did a remake of, of the book and the movie with Gregory Peck. To Kill a Mockingbird, Jeff Daniels played Atticus Finch. Uh, I got to tell you guys, top notch. I, I would think he's probably for sure going to be nominated for a Tony, and, and I think he might win. I mean, it was that good. It was just outstanding. It was at a historic theater, the Schubert Theater, right there on Broadway, 44th Street. Tremendous production. A uh, couple other standouts in it. Uh, do, first of all, do either one of you guys... Did you read the book, see the movie? Yes. Okay. So you know the background of the of of what it was about, right? Mm -hmm. yep. And I'm pretty sure isn't hasn't that been sold out for like did you have to buy those tickets like three or four months in advance? Oh yeah. We bought them quite a while ago and kind of planned this whole vacation around it to tell you the truth. Uh the the girl that played uh Scout, you know, that's his daughter in the overalls and was kind of the narrator. She was played by a Detroit girl named Celia Keenan Bolger. Again, fantastic. She may end up with a, with a Tony nomination. And then also another guy that was a standout, his name is Gideon Glick. He played Dill Harris, uh, Scout and her brother's best friend. Another another great performance. Aaron Sorkin, you're aware of Aaron Sorkin. He wrote the uh, adaptation from the book. Uh, he's famous for, for writing the scripts for The West Wing, Newsroom. Yeah, West Wing. You know, did, did you guys, by the way, Matt, being an ESPN guy, did you check out Sports Night when that was on TV? I didn't see, so I know what it is. I never watched it, though. You should check it out sometime. I wonder if it still holds up. It was, it was basically the story of ESPN and the anchors and what goes on behind the scenes. And, and Aaron Sorkin wrote that. Uh, Felicity Huffman was, was like a producer on that show. So mm -hmm. check it out. But it was well done. How did you, would you rather see, like, a movie or a play? Well, you know... <sighs> taking the money into account. Like, was it worth the money? Oh, taking the money into account, because let me tell you, it was a lot of money. But, uh... uh I was thinking about that, Jared, actually, because the way they do it in Broadway, I mean, this is such a top-of-the-line production, the way they put it together. It's like you're watching a movie with live people in front of you. And, I mean, we had, let me tell you how good our seats were, okay? Here's my brush with greatness. Okay, we're, we sit down. Jeff Daniels! No, not, well, I'll tell you more about, I'll tell you more about Jeff Daniels, but, but we sit down, you know, and it's almost time for the lights to go down. And over to my right, I happened to just catch out of the corner of my eye just before the lights went down. Here comes this guy and, and this, uh, this chick, and he has this baseball hat on. And I'm thinking, baseball hat? And I look closely, and I go, I, I leaned over to Amy and Lana, who were sitting right in front of me. I go, I think that's Woody Harrelson. And sure as hell, four seats away from me, guys, Woody Harrelson watched the play. That's awesome. Yeah. Now, why were you, no. That's cool, but for some reason, the, what I take away from that story, why were you sitting behind them? Oh, because that's the way. Because <laughs> the, the, when my wife got the tickets, that was the that was the best setup. They didn't have three right together. Haven't you ever done that with by yourself? Well, yeah, I sat right behind them. What difference does it make? Haven't you ever done that at a ball game or something with a bunch of friends and you get two rows? I don't know. No. I didn't think it was weird, but it was fine. But what the other thing was, you know, these celebrities, they'll wear ball caps to kind of, go incognito, I got to admit, it kind of almost worked. You know, I, I, I looked and I thought I recognized him, and once he took the ball cap off, then it was a done deal.
So that was That's cool. That's awesome, though. Broadway shows, you can't go wrong. I mean, it, it's Broadway for a reason. I went, I ended up, I've seen five or six shows on Broadway. Um, I mean, you have to do it, no matter what the play is, especially something like that. They're all great. Yeah, well, I give it top-notch. I mean, it was it was just awesome to watch, you know. And, again, Jeff Daniels, afterwards, you know, you know, I did, we fanboyed it a little bit because, you know, it, it's quite common after a play, you go to the side stage door and they'll come out and they'll, they'll say hello, you know, they'll sign your playbill, and we did it. He came out, and I will give Jeff Daniels a lot of credit. A lot of the actors came out maybe did a quick token sign of one or two and then scooted out of there. You know, I got better things to do. Jeff Daniels came out. He was the top star, without a doubt. He signed everybody's playbills there. He did not rush out. He was very cool. Lana had a picture. I don't know if you ever saw it, Jared, a picture of me interviewing Jeff Daniels at Tiger Stadium about circa 1990, and she held it out on her phone and showed it to him, and he kind of blew her off at first. You know, and signed a couple of things. Then he came back, and he, you could tell his voice was a little bit hoarse. He said, that was very kind, very kind. So he acknowledged <laughs> her. So he said, thanks for, think, thanks for thinking of me. Were you about ready to cause hell on this podcast if he had just uh, blown off Atlanta? No, no, no. <laughs> you don't think if you would just – because if you remember – my dad hates LeBron James to this day, which I don't remember. <laughs> Apparently, he blew off me and my brothers when we wanted an autograph one day, his rookie year. So, Well, that stuff does stick with you. I mean, I remember back in the day, I'll tell you, man, things have changed big time from when I first started out in broadcasting business. I mean, I used to go down to Tiger Stadium and get interviews with players around the batting cage, you know. I remember some guys were just super, super cool, and there was a couple of dicks. I mean, Carlton Fisk. <laughs> Carlton Fisk was a complete jerk, you know, and uh, Lou Whitaker was also a jerk. So, you know, I, I still have these memories, you know, 25, 30 years later. I probably would have brought it up on the podcast if he would have completely blown her off, but I wouldn't have I wouldn't have held any real ill feelings. I mean, what do you expect? I mean, he's coming out and signing autographs to begin with. I mean, he can't sit there and, and uh, be friends with everybody. I feel like that's part of, like you said, mo that does happen most of the time. I mean, unless maybe you're just big time and you don't like people. Right. But I feel like that's part of being on a Broadway show, right? Like it is. you understand that's kind of part of the deal. Yep, yep. And, he, you know, he, he didn't stick around that long. It, was, it probably took him ten minutes, and he signed everybody's thing, you know. So it was cool. Uh, so anyway, that was awesome. It, that made the trip so worthwhile. And I'm going to look for anything I haven't seen Jeff Daniels in because it's just an absolute tremendous job. There's a lot of – there's a lot of uh, – dialogue in an Aaron Sorkin script and and he was flawless so it was tremendous one final thing on entertainment tonight uh television another season I, I got shows I watch every week I'm just going to pinpoint one of them do you guys watch this is us nope. no all right well it's probably one for more older people but I got to tell you it is uh it is definitely one of the best well-written drama comedies however you want to call it dramedy maybe uh just absolutely incredible and this season started off really well two two episodes in it hasn't uh, it hasn't missed a beat so this is us high high praise by ted from tedertainment tonight 
right, guys, that'll do it for now. Subscribe and rate us on all the big podcasting sites, including Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and all the others. Follow and send your comments to us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at 3PointPod. Support our 3Point Podcast partners, Main Street Pizza, Advanced Elevator, Sheridan Realty and Auction Company, Rivals Tap House and Grill, Corona Connection, Card Service Michiana, and Pro Mac Engineering. Be sure to check out our friends at Sports Radio Detroit and Z92.5 The Castle. And Jared, listen to this closely, okay? This has been a three-point podcast production in cooperation with Sportsnet Michigan and WJSZ Radio. Thanks again for listening to and supporting Three Point Podcast. Ashley Owasso. It's awesome, yeah. C925, the castle.